1: jesus thank you yeshua thank you Jehoshua. thank you mighty lord mighty god for your love your mercy that endureth forever thank you lord we, we are so grateful for his love his mercy thank you lord because he is good hallelujah he knows how to take care of us his people his church has elected selected one amen he is our god he is our lord and he knows how to take care of us amen thank you lord thank you jesus thank you yeshua thank you jesus i hope everyone can hear me fine tonight amen thank you lord we begin with the word of god like always then we share the revelation the dreams and vision the lord has given us and the last days to encourage us to continue to go on in the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Focus on him. Focus on Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, sister. Because he is the one that we need nothing else, no one else but Jesus. And we are grateful for his love and his mercy that endure forever. Amen. Matthew 20 is where we are going to be, my brother and sisters, hallelujah, about the, the, the owner of the vineyard, my brother and sisters, which is God, amen, but we're going to hear how fair God is with everyone and how he gives everyone the opportunity to come to him, my brother and sister, not rejecting one and treats everyone the same, God is not like man who who like to pick colors, who, who, who uh, people with money are treated better than people with none. My brother and sister, no. God treats everyone the same. He welcomes everyone the same. My brother and my sister. Our God is a truly loving God. Matthew 20 says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto. And when you want to learn about heaven, the first thing is to go into the word of God and learn about heaven.
2: The Bible teaches us so much about heaven, beyond more than hell, beyond more than the lake of fire, beyond more than anything. God is so
1: loving and so good that he wants to give each human being the opportunity to know him and the great opportunity to come to heaven. Thank you, Lord. So the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man, hallelujah, that is a householder who went out early in the morning and hired labor unto his vineyard. Thank you, Lord. God is always looking for people to, to hire. Amen. Jesus said that when they were asking him where he was, Mary and Joseph was looking for him as a child, and he says to his mother that in his father's business, if we're, hallelujah, where he want to be, what he will be found. He was doing the Father's business. Sharing God's word is the Father's business. And that's what God wants each and one of us to be. When you're reading the Bible, when you're studying God's word, when you are sharing the word with someone, when you're talking about the Bible with someone, you are in God's business. My brother and sister, you become God's laborer. You're laboring in his business when you share his gospel. When you take time to pray for people, you are a laborer in his business. Remember, amen. Thank you, Lord. So we labor for the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So going back into the complete Jewish Bible, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a farmer who went on on a daybreak to hire the worker for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers on the wages of one denarius, I began to read it in the King James now under the under complete Jewish Bible, the standard daily wages, he went, uh, he sent them off to his vineyard. Then on going out about nine in the morning, he saw more men standing around in the market, and the market square doing nothing. Then he said unto them, go ye to the vineyard too, and I will pay you a fair wage. Thank you, Lord. Notice how God knows that people have bills to pay. My brother insisted. And, and that everyone that comes to him need we, we all need his help. We all need to be responsible. Paying someone a fair wage a wage, it's it's have, wanting someone to be responsible. My brother insisted. with that responsibility as a mother, as a father. Whatever your responsibility is before God, God wants you to be responsible. So the Bible says that the Lord, when he called these men into his vineyard, he, he He said, he goes to them and said, I will pay you a fair wages. So they went at noon, okay? Notice how the day went about. The Lord comes early in the morning to hire these men for his vineyard, my brother insisted. And at noontime, he finds these men doing nothing, and then He he hires them, and said, I will pay you a fair wage, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord, for understanding our need. At noon again, around 3 in the afternoon, he did the same thing. Hallelujah. About an hour before the sundown. An hour before sundown will be 5 o'clock, my brother and sister. Amen. And you're going to notice that him continually hiring people even into the late hour, is teaching us, my brother and sister, that God is working still into the late hour of the coming of his son Jesus to bring people in and to be saved and to be in part of the family and to be calling people and to be in part of the worker still in the late hour, my brother and my sister. God loves us and doesn't want anyone to perish. Wants to give everyone the opportunity to come and be in safe, my brother and sister. What an awesome God we serve. About an hour before the sundown, he went out, found still other workers standing around. Thank you, Lord. Notice how he's still going around, hiring more people into his vineyard, more workers into his vineyard, still wanting more people to be in safe, more people to come into his kingdom. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like unto that's what the spirit of the vineyard is about. My brother and my sister are Matthew 20. I mean, Matthew 20 for those that are joining us in. My brother and sister. He's still hiring people. He's still bringing people in. Hallelujah. And then he asked him a question. Have you, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Hallelujah. God is concerned with people who go around the day doing nothing. Because God has given us the day to do something. When God gave Adam the garden, which was the first man made, he he told Adam that when he put Adam in the garden that was to take care of the garden, to keep himself busy in the garden. I learned this as a Christian from an early time and I keep myself busy. One way or another I keep myself busy. So you don't we we focus on the negative. When you stay focused on the positive you don't have time to be focused on the negative. My brother and sister, if, I don't, if I'm not doing something else, I'm learning how to do planting, how to do this, how to do that. I'm always learning, learning. I spend my time learning. If I'm not in prayer, I'm learning. If I'm not in the Word, I'm learning. If you know, I'm doing something with my life. I'm not just standing around doing nothing because I learned it from Jesus, from the Word that we must be always doing something. My brother and sister, God wants us doing something. Why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because that's not, how, that's not the purpose of God made man. When you go to heaven, you'll always be doing something. When you go to the millennium, you will always be doing something. When you go to the New Earth, New Jerusalem, you will always be doing something. That's how God created us, to always be busy, to always be doing something, and not something negative, not thinking negative, not behaving negative, not speaking negative, but doing something positive with your life. And when you when you do this, when you practice this, it's, it's going to take you practice. Stay focused on Jesus and stay focused on the positive, my brother and sister, and not having time for the negative negative. Because you're so busy with the positive. And that will influence your thought, your thinking, your behavior, how you go about your life, even your business life, your job, your family life, as a mother, as a father. If you're always focused on God and the positive, it will it will change you. Your language will be positive. It will never be negative. And even though you get positive, negative, new, you don't react to the negative, new you hear it you even think about it but you you know that that's not where your trust is your trust is in the lord thank you jesus thank you lord so jesus asked these men what have you doing standing here all day long doing nothing then they said unto him because no one hire us you too he told them go to the vineyard and that that this is where it is with god if you're not doing nothing, but you want to serve God, you make your heart, your life available to him, he will use you. God, our God, my brothers and sisters, nothing is wasting him. Nothing is for wasting the Lord. Everyone in the Lord is useful. It's a useful tool in the hand of God. Hallelujah. It's a useful son. It's a useful daughter. God will always use her for the good. Hallelujah. And they make everything work for the good, Roman eight of them that love him, the word of God says. Thank you, Lord. He is so awesome. Verse 8, and the evening came, because the evenings are always going to come, my brother and sister. The day will always run, and the evening will always come. The evening represents the, the end of the day, the end of time when the church is going home. The bride of Christ is going home. That's what the evening represents. There's going to come a day, and that day is running out now. We're in that day of God, of the Lord. And we're in the evening, late, about to being out of this world. And there's no going back. A lot of people think that people that are that are always talking about the wrath of the pasture of the bride of Christ that is about to happen, they're wasting their time. No, they are not. We are being prepared for the greatest. We're opening our heart and our life for the greatest, because we are going to enter into the greatest. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the process, we're learning. We're learning because we're always learning something new. The other night, it was 2:58 in the morning. I was very, very tired. I had to get up at 6:20 with my children to take them to school. And my brother and sister, I was still in the Lord and prayer. Lord, 2:58. Lord, I'm so tired. I only have barely three, three and a few minutes, hour to sleep. Lord, may, may, may you give me rest tonight, Lord. May you let me rest in your hand tonight, Lord. I don't know why that came out of my spirit. Rest in your hand. My brother and sister, before my alarm went off at 6.20 a.m. to take my children to school, hallelujah, Jesus had me in his hand. It was such an experience that I was having with the Lord. My brothers and sisters, Jesus was carrying me in his hand. I was resting in his hand. When I, when I realized I was in Jesus' hand, I said, Lord, what is it you want me to tell my brothers and sisters? What is it you want me to tell your children? Lord, I said to him, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But at this moment, he was giving me rest. I believe it was one of the first time I can remember for a long time with the Lord had carried me in his hand. The two hands of Jesus were around on my body. He was carrying me like a baby in diapers. My brother insisted. The peace and presence of the Lord was so strong. The anointing of the Lord was so strong and so powerful. My brother insisted. I didn't want to move from his presence. He is so loving and so caring. Wait until you meet him, and you're going to meet him soon, and you're going to experience his power, his anointing, his love. My brother insisted, in a supernatural way, in a supernatural way, he was carrying me to his hand. My brother insisted, I was in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You get to ask him about these experiences he's given me. So awesome, so Hallelujah, so, so loving he is. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Amen. When the evening came, the owner of the vengeance said unto his foremen, men, call the worker, and pay them their wages. Notice how he gives the order, because he is God's commander-in-chief of his army. He gives the order. Commander-in-chief gets the order. This is why when the Antichrist began, he began as a commander-in-chief. My brother and sister, he gives the order to the army, as Father showed me. And they go, he's going to force them, hallelujah, great and small, rich and poor, to receive a mark on the right hand of one to afford And I saw as the mark was being injected on the right hand, my brother and sister, of those, hallelujah, even some that will refuse the mark, he was, hallelujah, the commander-in-chief, the Antichrist was ordering his army to grab these people by forces. And put the mark on them. I was talking to Brother Benjamin about this. I said, because Brother Ben was in the Army. He retired from the U.S. Army. He, he knows. I asked the Brother, usually what time in the morning did the Army get off get the train? He says from 4, it's 4, usually 4, 5 o'clock in the morning. That's when they get you off the train. So they spend all day long in training, my brother insisted. And, okay? and it's hard training. Well, we spend time eating cookie around the house, some of us. The army is training. Some people think that they're going to have the strength to fight the army. You don't understand. These are men and women that are training every single day, straight for three months when they go into the army, training, training, training. My brother and sister, then the training never stops anyway. But they are fixed to do what they need to do to obey order from the commander-in-chief, my brother and sister. And the day for their commander-in-chief, the Antichrist, the given the order to arrest anyone who has not received the RFID in the right hand of under 40 is approaching quickly. And Father says to me the day, he's going to allow this to happen. My brother and sister, there's no going back. You need to understand that right now we need to be committed to the Lord. Our life needs to be committed to him now. And if we're not there, we are wasting precious time that we can not get back anymore. People, when they end up staying in the great tribulation, they're going to cry to mourn every day, every hour, thinking about all the time they wasted, about the time they could have been prepared to be going home with the bride of Christ, but they wasted their time maybe watching movie, killing movie, horror movie, my brother insisted, wasting their time on, on things that were not edified, them, were not helping to get to heaven, at all, my brother insisted. There's such a waste of time on this of right now that it's going to cost humanity much. They have no idea that the time that they're wasting now, they're going to cry for it, but they're not going to get it back anymore. It's over. It is over, Father says. And when Father speaks, he gives the last word. My brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord. He called a worker and paid them the wages. Tell him what the last hire Ending with the first. Notice, Hallelujah! How he he began with the last, because he said said before to his disciple that the last will be first, and the first will be last. God never forget, Shalom, sister Wendy. God never forget what he has said, and in the order that he's going to do his business, my brother, and my sister. So he began paying the last first. My brother and sister. And the worker who came an hour before the sunset each received a denarius. So the worker came first and expected that they would get more. Hallelujah. But each of them also received just a denarius. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. And the Bible says they receive a penny. Hallelujah. But of course a denarius is more than a penny. It was the basic of a coin. Mahaprabhu insisted. So they think that the basis of a coin translation it's uh is a penny. But initially right now the basis of those coins could, could be like about forty three dollars. My Mahaprabhu insisted. So how can they say it's a penny? Hallelujah. But okay, we get the idea. But they expected to receive more the one that got higher early than the one that got higher in the afternoon. Mahaprabhu insisted. But the agreement was a denarius for the day. It was not that they were going to get more, but it was based on the agreement. My brother insisted. See, what God's saying to us is, remember what I promised you in my word? I'm going to fulfill my promise. Okay? God fulfilled what he said because he's not a man that he will lie the son of man that he will repent. He made us a promise. He's going to fulfill his promise. Verse eleven, hallelujah, on receiving their wages, they began grumbling and of hallelujah to the farmer. These late workers have worked only one hour. Well, we have hallelujah burned the bronze up for other day work in the sun, yet you have put them on an equal footing with us. But he answered hallelujah one of them. Look, friends i now being unfair with you. Didn't you agree to work today for a denarius? Now take your pay and go. I choose to give the last worker as much as I'm giving you. How many I have the right to do what I want with what belongs to me? Hallelujah. Only you begra my generosity. So the last one will be first. Hallelujah! And the first will be last, he says, my brother and sister, God has a system that cannot fail for humanity, my brother and sister. Humanity based everything on what, if you spend more hours working, I'll give you more, my brother and sister. And this is why there are few, the hell of Allah, and there are many They have nothing or a little in this earth, my brother and sister. And I don't know if you see the unfairness today. Why does Bill Gates have hundreds of billions of dollars? You have other people with hundreds of thousands of debt that they cannot pay. My brother and sister, it is such an unfair system that there is today. My brother and sister, that it can never work for humanity. This is why humanity will end up killing themselves. Hallelujah. Killing one another. Because the system is so unfair. Other people think it's fair. No, it is not. My brother insisted. The system that Jesus is going to bring upon the earth in the beginning of the 1,000-year reign with Christ, it is truly the fair system that we want to have. My brother insisted. Because you will be repaid. You will be paid for every good deed that you will perform to your brothers and sisters. A reward system is whatever you do for your brother, whatever you do for your sister, hallelujah, it's not just like today. You get a thank you and they walk away. In the Lord's system, when you do something for someone, when you lay hand on someone, when you help someone carry something, when you pray for someone, my brother and sister, the Lord will give you a reward. When you serve someone food, when you feed the hungry, the Lord is going to give you a reward for it. You will have an a hundred percent guarantee from the Lord that He will reward your work, your effort, your time. Your time is never wasted with the Lord. Now I said it's wasted today with man. The system of man can never work. It is just so unfair. But the system that Jesus it's going to establish for a 1,000 years it's fully fair, my brother and sister. It's on the right balance of God. Whatever you do for others, you will be repaid by the Lord, and your reward will be secured because it will be with the Lord, and it will come from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember sharing the testimony a few years ago. The Lord brings me into the millennium. He led me to this place, looks to me like downtown in the millennium, my brother insisted, I saw a donkey a few hundred feet into this into this part of, of the water. Look like at the sea because the sea is not in the land, it's outside. But in this part the donkey was there. Salty water. Animals don't drink salty water. They don't like it. It's not good for them anyway. My brother the donkey was there like he was loving it. My brother and sister. Pure crystal water. Hallelujah. That will cause him no harm. As I walked to the downtown of the city, my brother and sister, I come to a restaurant in the millennium. Hallelujah. I sat at the table because I wanted to eat. I wanted to try the food, knowing that the air was 100% pure, the water was 100% pure, and everything was so green and beautiful. My brother and my sister, I wanted to enjoy a meal there. Praise you, Lord, as I noticed I was in the millennium. When I sat at the table... Hallelujah. The, the waiter came, the waitress came and said, hallelujah, I'm looking at the board where they tell you the menu, where they tell you what they're cooking for the day, you know, what's available, what do you would like to, and we like this tropical, back in the island, we like this tropical juice, my brother, like passion fruit juice that we like, with, are nice, it, it just tastes so good, praise your Lord, and I'm looking at the board and they have some of those juice, natural juice, my brother insisted, hallelujah, and all these different food that I know I will love it. And so I requested out of the menu what I wanted to eat and and the and the juice that I love to drink, my brother insisted. And, and the waitress took my order and then she came back with all this food and I began to eat it. Oh no no stomach pain. It was delicious. I ate it all. I drank the juice. It was incredible, my brother insisted. Then when I'm I'm waiting for my pocket, because usually while you do it, reach out for my wallet to pay. To, no, 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 don't worry about it, she says to me. And I said, what do you mean? You just served me a wonderful meal that I just enjoyed. She, no, 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 no. We want the Lord's reward, she says to me. I'm looking at her. Wow. It's a perfect system. My brother and It's a perfect system that Jesus is making for us. He says he'll make everything new. Amen. She said, no, we want the Lord's reward Hallelujah, thank you Lord Jesus talked about his reward so much in the Bible Hallelujah, that's his system in the millennium They don't want you to pay Because they want to receive what Jesus will pay them Which I'm sure will be much better than what we can pay them Thank you Lord Thank you Jesus As Yeshua was going on to his uh, disciple Thank you Lord Praise to God let me read this in the King James seventeen. Thank you, Lord. So as Jesus was going unto Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples apart on the way, and he said unto them, Hallelujah. Notice how he goes from the parable of the vineyard now. Thank you, Lord. Notice how you cannot separate. You cannot separate what God has in store for you when what God is doing now in the now. And we tend to do that a lot. But you cannot, my and sister, because God is doing something mighty. Hallelujah. Verse 18, behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the son of man shall be betrayed unto the chief of the priests and unto the scribe, and they shall condemn him to death. Thank you, Lord. What did this have to do with the parable of the vineyard that you just told us? Lord, you see what the wisdom of God comes into place? Well, you have to meditate in every word Jesus said, because everything he says is important. And it's, it's not two different stories. It is still the same, my brother and sister. He just told them a parable of the vineyard, how he hired the worker, and how, the, the, how he paid them fair wages, and how the last will be first and the first will be last. And then he goes into the story now, of his own life, that he's going through with his disciples. And he's telling his disciple, behold, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. We go out to Jerusalem, and the son of man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him until death. What is he saying to them? He first is betrayed. But there is a resurrection coming after all this happens is coming back again. My brother and sister. In him that is considered last by the Jewish people is actually first. First. And you may be considered last by this world. The world may think you're not important. But in God's eyes, in God's kingdom, in heaven's plans, you and I are first. My brother and sister. Isn't God also? Verse 19, he should deliver him unto the Gentiles to mock and to scourge, and to crucify him. And on the third day, he shall be risen again. Thank you, Lord. Same with you and I. They will mock us. They will reject us. My brothers and sisters, but God has a great day for you and I where we are going to heaven with the church. And then we're coming back. And we that will consider it last on the earth In God's timing, in God's calendar, in God's plan, we are first. The meek will inherit the earth. That is you and I, my brother and sister. God's plan is for you, the church of Christ, God's people, to inherit the earth, but not this wicked earth. We're going to inherit a new earth and a new heaven, as he promised. Because he said this life came to pass. The old had come to pass, and he's going to give us a new one. The old come to pass, and Isaiah said it will not even come to mind. As I'm working in my land, I'm thinking, and I was telling this to Brother Ben, imagine what we're doing now. We're not going to remember this. None of the things in this life will remember. It will not even come to mind. And I keep meditating all this past week. Why did God say that we're not going to remember this life? It would not even come to mind, my brother and sister. If I'm meditating and all this, and I'm meditating in the word last night as I was in prayer with the Lord, my brother and sister. Thank you, Jesus. God, he began to talk. He began to bring to my understanding, reveal to me, because he has to teach us. Said to me, men think that they can know my word without my help, Jesus says to me. He says, that's impossible. Mahabrod insisted. He talks about forgiveness. Some people say in the church that yes we must forgive one another, as the word of God says. But you are not to forget what they did to you. No. Mahaprabhu insisted. God wants us to forgive and forget. Thank you, Lord. This is why Father says that the former things we will not remember and will not even come to mind. Whatever mistake you and I made in this life, which are many and plenty of them, God don't want us to remember because He forgave us from them. He forgave us. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness, sin. He forgave us for all our sin and trespasses in Christ. And then He doesn't want to have us to have memory of this life, of our mistake, the big mistake we made, the error. My brother and sister and all that. When we go to the next life, God want us to remember the mistake that we made in this life. That's why he said that the former things will not be remembered and now will not even come to life. You know why? Because we forgive. when he forgives our sin, he throws in the bottom of the sea and God forgets about it. He forgets about it. God doesn't remember what we did in the past. Because he forgave us for real. He sincerely forgave you and I our sin when we repented. And he doesn't want us also when we forgive other people to remember what they did to us. Because that is pure forgiveness when you don't remember anymore what they did to you. So when we go into the next life with him, the millennial heaven, we're not going to remember what they did to us or what we did to other people. My brother and sisters, imagine if someone made a mistake of killing someone else. And they come to the Lord and they repent, they give their life to Jesus, they say, Lord, forgive me for killing this person. And now this person is forgiven. Imagine if he move on to the next life, and all he can think about is the person he killed back here. That is so unfair. That is so unjust. But because God forgives this person who came into Christ, and God have, Jesus had have cleansed him with his blood, it is just for him not to remember what he did anymore and not to have any memory. And the same for the people that knew him or the family that knew this other person. It's also fair, my brother and sister, for them not to remember what this other person did to them or to their brothers. You see how, how fair God is? How just God is? That everything he made, in the beginning, he made it perfect. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 20. They came to him and his mother and the Sabbath, children with her son, worshiping him. And the sign of certain, and he said unto her, well, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit on the right hand and the other one on the left hand of thy kingdom. This mother is asking for something special, my brother and sister, from Jesus. But let's hear how he answered. Because they, they want, she wants her two sons to say, one on the right, one on the left hand with Jesus. My brother and sister, verse 22. But she said, answer and said, you know what you have asked? Are you able to drink the cup that I drink of? and the baptized with the baptism that I baptized with, then said unto him, We are able. And he said unto them, You should drink and be of my cup, and be baptized with my baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left, not mine to give, but it should be given to them whom it is prepared by my Father. My brother insisted. There are people who are going to sit in heaven next to the Lord. At one time in heaven, I believe it was a vision or a dream years ago where I saw believers, very holy men and women of God, who, who the Lord asked to come here to the earth and be born through a woman and come back to heaven and come and be, and be with him in his throne. What I noticed out them, they were very close with him. They were next to his throne, to the left and to the right, very close with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in heaven already. But they would ask if they would come and die for the Lord, and they serve, be born through a woman, come to know the Lord Jesus, and serve him, and preach his gospel, reach out to others, and then come back home to heaven, back to their position, But we're much, much reward from God for what they will do for him. My brother insisted. The reward that they will receive will be great if they will be able to endure and persevere. My brother insisted. God assured them, I heard, I assure you, I will bring you back to this place. He says to them. But before they were sent back to the earth, I saw their body, their position in God. Close, very close to God, mighty, glorified body, like angels, special, special sons and daughters of God. But I agree to come down to the earth, be born under a woman as a child, in the time of God, and come to the knowledge of the Lord and serve God. They will receive the Lord, and they will come minister of the Lord, preachers, and preach His gospel. And then they will come back to heaven again. So many years ago that I that meditated on it, I believe for months, to try to get an understanding what it meant. And I did, I did got much information about it that I have not shared on the Lord hour. That's the full reason this came to mind today. And I must share what it is. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. And when the, the attend heard it, they were moved with indignation again. And the two brethren, there are many as they hear tonight, that will be moved with indignation. We will move to want to serve God even more and seek the greater. But by faith we are going to conquer in the Lord as He promised us. My brother and sister, verse twenty five. But Jesus called them unto him and said, Do you know that the prince of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they are great exercise, authority upon them, my brother insisted. Hallelujah. The wicked prince of this earth exercise authority over people, and the exercise of the authority is to mark of the beast over the lives. so my brother sisters. They don't see it coming because in order to see it coming you gotta see Jesus coming. And then the Lord will show you the coming of the Antichrist that is about to happen. Many are missing to see it coming and don't realize that he's already here. My brother and sisters and that the Lord is about to raise it right out of here. Verse thirty six But shall not be so among you, but whosoever will be great among you. Let him be your minister. Hallelujah. He will have to minister. He will have to serve the word of God to the people. He will have to reach out to the people and pray for them and be there for them. Even when he himself is in need, he needs always to remember to be in prayer and be always be willing to help his brothers and sisters. That's what the Lord wants each and one of us to do for each other. My brother and sister, when Jesus was on the earth, he never rested from, his, from the work of God, and he always did the will of God 24 hours a day. If you think that Jesus only worked during the, during the day, my brother and sister, you will read about Jesus also, hallelujah, still working during the night. Well, the disciples fell asleep after the midnight hour before they came to arrest Jesus early in the morning in Gethsemane. Jesus asked Peter and then to pray with him at least one hour. So it was 1 o'clock in the morning when the Lord asked Peter, John, and Matthew and them that they would pray with him again, but they were soundly asleep. They could not get up at 1 o'clock in the morning and pray. And the Lord told him, told them to pray. Jesus kept praying and praying prayer. And only in the morning when they came to arrest him, the hour when they came to arrest Jesus was military hour, four or five o'clock in the morning. is when the military goes into action. Wake up their soldier to exercise. Hallelujah. or do their duty. They came to arrest Jesus in military hour, my brother insisted. In that military hour, according to the world hours, the Lord Jesus was still in prayer, my brother insisted. By this time, when the disciple got up and Peter and them noticed what was happening, my brother insisted, he was so sound asleep, he didn't remember anything that Jesus had said. So one of the soldiers grabbing Jesus by the hand, took out his sword and cut a ear at the soldier. At that very moment, my brother insisted, hallelujah. It is still dark, especially in Israel. They have winter, my brother and sister. So if you look down in the ground with the, when the ear of the soldier was caught, you will not be able to see the, the ear of the soldier. But Jesus, being God, knowing all things, knew what the, 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 the ear of the soldier fell to, went down and grabbed the ear of the soldier, put it back, prayed, and the healing happened immediately. My brother and sister healed that soldier instantly. To the point where the soldier and the people noticed the miracle that Jesus did. My brother insisted. But if you think that the government is going to be moved by miracle not to do what they plan to do, you are wrong. This is why mighty men and women of God are in prison today, are in jail, and have not seen the light for many years. Because they thought that by the miracle that they were come performing in the name of the Lord, the government will be touched and will not arrest them, will not throw them in prison a 100 a hundred feet or 1,000 feet below the earth. And now they find themselves there in prison in the United States and China and many parts of the world. My brother and sister, they were stunned. They thought that this nation will not arrest them and throw them in that prison, but they did. They thought it would not happen in Europe, but they did. They thought it, was, it might happen in the Middle East, and they still did. They might thought it would happen in China, and it did. It's going to continue to happen around the world. Every single Christian is an enemy of the state. This is why we pray for the Lord's protection, for the Lord to keep us, my brother and sister, every day. Because only God can keep us from the lie and deceive of man, my brother and sister. The prince of this world, as Jesus said, wants dominion over the people. That prince is the Antichrist. The spirit of the antichrist has been in the world practically from the beginning. I love a teaching I heard from a sister uh, last night or the night before. Last night she was talking about Cain, and she said that in Cain was already the spirit of the antichrist, which I totally agree with her. How do you know? By his action, he killed his brother Abel. My brother insisted, that's exactly what the antichrist spirit. It's going to do to the Christians in the last day. Abel represents the Christian. Hallelujah. Who are able to preach the gospel. My brother insisted. The Abel represents the Christian who will be working for God in the last day, who will be pleasing God in the last day through Christ, through the blood of Jesus, who will repenting daily, who will be every day under the blood of Jesus. There came the spirit of the Antichrist and came, and he rises up. As he rising now today in the last day, with what purpose did the spirit of the Antichrist who came rise? To kill the just. Mapple insisted, the spirit of the Antichrist through the unjust rise. Hallelujah. To kill the just, Abel. So in the last day, the spirit of the Antichrist is rising. For what purpose? To kill the just. The church. The church is just because it's been justified through the blood of Jesus through repentance, daily repentance, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Verse 27. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servants. So when people are looking for title and position among the church, my brother and sister, they should be on the floor with a sponge cleaning the floor of the church. Those are the great in the kingdom of heaven. They should be serving people. The, the food, the word of God, daily praying to give him a word, to give him a new word and a new revelation for God. That is our calling. That is our job. We are called to be servants of Christ. My brother and sister. The Bible said in his servant, Revelation 21 was servant. That's what we are, serving of Christ. Verse 28. Even as the Son of Man come, not to be ministered unto, but to minister. And to give his life a ransom for many. We have to be willing to give our life. My brother insisted that other people will come to the knowledge of Christ. I cannot say I'm not going to preach anymore because they may kill me. I got to say I got to continue to preach even though if they kill me. That has to be our position. Yes, it's getting difficult in the last day. The persecution. The rising of the spirit of the Antichrist. The rising came. It's rising in the Antichrist in our government today like never before. Well, it did rise in the times of Noah and the times of Allah, and it ended up deceiving humanity and ended up killing so many lives. We can see how the spirit of the Antichrist is rising, preparing us by seeing into which the people will be separated from their own spirit, their own soul will be separated. It is nothing new they've done because they did to the Jewish people in the time of Jeremiah. Hallelujah, by the time you take to Babylon. Hallelujah. Jeremiah cried in lamentation. Lamentation, he lamented for his people, if you read it. And how he believed in the restoration of the people. Here's the question I asked someone this past week. What happened with the people that when King Nebuchadnezzar created his idol, type of the Antichrist spirit, and asked them to worship the idol? 99% of the Jewish people bowed down to the idol, hallelujah, King Nebuchadnezzar, and worshipped this idol. The only one we know that did not worship this idol was Daniel and the other three Jewish men. Marvel insisted. But the rest of the people who were taking captive to Babylon bowed down to this idol and worshipped it. Then we find out that Daniel did not make it back to the land of Israel. But the rest of the people did. And the rest of the people came back to the land of Jerusalem. My brother insisted. The same people that bowed down to the idol were back into the promised land. This is why it is not a title. It is not whether you are or not. It is whether God says you are and who we are in the Lord. My brother and sister. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. We are to worship no idol. But if someone, for any reason, has ended up worshiping an idol, needs to repent. My brother insisted. There you see why Jesus came to His own, and His own received Him not, because why were they in Babylon? They bowed down to the idol King Nebuchadnezzar. They became blind. My brother insisted. They could not see. They t- they thought it was okay. My brother and sister, because Romans said that we might pray for those that are in office, we must submit to them and pray. And that's why many Christians thought it was okay to take the Vicene, or even in 2013 to take the RFID that Barack Obama offered them. My brother and sister, Barack Obama, who was the president, offered the RFID. Many hundreds of thousands believed that it was okay because he was their president. Oh, no, we're not in, we are in the world, but we are not of the world, remember. My brother and sister, our calling is higher. It comes from heaven. They will offer you things in this world. But Jesus, Meshach, my brother and sister, denying, Sidrach and Abednego, and Daniel denying, bowing to the idol of Kina saw you a nine, the bride. Notice how of a million people, there were only four faithful in Babylon. My brother and sister, you and I are in Babylon. Notice how eight people in the times of Noah. Okay? Three peoples in the last in the times of Allah. But if you count the people that were in Sodom and Gomorrah were millions. If you count the people in the times of Noah were millions. Happen to the rest of the people. They bow down to their, to their idol. And that will that make them blind. And they receive what the government has to offer them. My brother insisted, and became separated even from their own body. My brother insisted. Same thing that happened in the last day with COVID-19 might see. Already happened in the times of Noah and the times of Noah and in Babylon. That's why when Jesus came to His own, His son we see Him not. My brother insisted, because they were blind. When they bowed down to worship that idol in Babylon, they became blind. Verse nine. And as they departed from Jericho. A great mother to follow him. Thank you, Lord. Why were there so many people now following the Lord? Thank you, Lord, because he know he already preached. He knows the hour for them to eat was coming. He knows a miracle of food he will have to perform or buy food for them or have the restaurant cooked and have food for them. But see, Jesus was in the, miracle, in the business of miracle, in the business of God. They knew he was going to provide. My brother and sister, this great multitude was expecting a miracle. There were times when they come to Jesus and ask Him for a sign, and He said that there will not be sign. No sign will be given to the generation, but the sign of Jonah, the prophet, that He spent three days in nine in the belly of the fish, and the man spent three days in nine in the belly of the earth, my brother, in the center of the earth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 30, Behold, two blind men were sitting by the wayside. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, O thou Son of David. Notice how the blind can see him. The race of the multitude cannot see Jesus. Hallelujah. He's speaking to the multitude through parable. Hallelujah. Basic illustration. So then to have the opportunity to be say, because they were blind, how do you speak to a blind? Hallelujah. You have to, with the blind, you have to do a basic illustration. You have to kind of write it in a certain way, my brother and sister, or speak it in a certain way they can understand because, so the parable came to the blind, not to the disciple that we see Jesus that could see, my brother and sister. To the blind, he gave them basic illustration, had a basic teaching, where he will speak to them in a parable and have them meditate in a parable. And once they hold the parable, come to the knowledge of the kingdom of heaven. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. As these two blind men were sitting by the west side, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out saying, have mercy on us. Listen to the word. Oh Lord, you know that the Bible says that you cannot call Jesus Lord unless it's by the Holy Spirit. These two blind men are calling Jesus Lord by the Holy Spirit. A rest of a multitude of 5,000 people cannot call Jesus Lord because they did not have the Holy Spirit. They were blind. Only the two blind had the Holy Spirit and that's why they were able to call Jesus Lord. The rest of the people cannot call him Lord because they were blind. My brother and sisters, don't focus on number. A lot of people focus on number. They want to see multitude. They are wrong. Even Jesus did not focus on the multitude. He focused on the little one. God focused on the little one. Look at these two blind. These two blind, they were blind physically, but not spiritually. They had the Holy Spirit. And when they heard Jesus, passing by, they heard him passing by, they cry out saying, have mercy on us son of David. Oh Lord, thou son of David. But well, they call him Lord. And John said, you cannot call, you cannot call the Lord, Lord, lest it by the Holy Spirit. These two men had the Holy Spirit. The rest of the multitude did not have it. They did not call him Lord. Neither son of David. Thank you, Lord. Verse 31. And the multitude rebuked them that they should not hold their peace. Are you listening? The rest of the multitude are rebuking these two men. Why are you calling him Lord? Why are you calling him Lord? They're calling him Lord by the Holy Spirit. The rest of the people who are rebuking them don't have the Holy Spirit and are angry at these true. Why are you calling him Lord? But they cry out more. <laughs> because their joy came from heaven, not from men. It is a joy that only God gave them, not men, so the world cannot take it away from them. Thank you, Lord. Say, have mercy on us, O Lord. They're crying even more, and they're still calling the Lord Lord. Huh? They're totally calling Jesus Lord. They're still recognizing who he is, but the rest of the people cannot recognize who Jesus was at this moment, my brothers and sisters. These two were the only one that had the Holy Spirit in them. Thank you, Lord. Thou, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called him and said, What would I do? What was ye that I should do unto you? This is when you pray to God and you ask God through the Holy Spirit. You pray to God through the Holy Spirit. God wants to know, wants to hear what you have to say, what you want him to do for you. Thank you, Lord. Pray it in the spirit. The most powerful prayer anyone can do is in the spirit. Pray it in the spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Verse 33, they said unto him, Lord, hallowed, that our eye may be open. Thank you, Lord. They're talking about the physical eye because their spiritual eye was already open. My brother and sister, their spiritual eye was already open. They knew who Jesus was already. They called him Lord, son of David. When the rest of the people's eyes were still closed, and cannot recognize that Jesus was the Lord, their God, their creator, their maker. Marvel existed. 34. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they follow him. Thank you, Lord. Notice what happened immediately after they, after they prayed in the Spirit. Their prayer for healing will answer right away. This is something I taught years ago in the ministry when I was teaching about healing. When you pray pray in the spirit for your healing, like these two blind men did, they pray in the spirit, and what happened? The Lord stops. It stops God to listen to you and answer you, and Answer you, whatever you're asking him in the spirit, when you're praying in the spirit, God will answer you mightily, powerful way. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people don't know how to pray in the spirit. Well, a lot of people take for granted praying in the spirit. No, don't do that. Understand the power there is to praying in the spirit. Pray in the spirit with God, especially when you're asking for healing. These two men were blind physically, not spiritually, but they prayed in the spirit, and the Lord answered them and healed them physically. My brother and sister, this is so powerful. I hope you can receive this in your spirit tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because Jesus is in the business of healing. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, notice how they followed from the day to night. We're still seeing Jesus walking to Jerusalem hearing the disciples still there, listening to what he had to say, when he drew nigh unto Jerusalem, he had come to Vestheba, v- unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to the disciples, saying unto them, go into the village opposite you, straight away you shall find an tied. call with her, hallelujah, Loose them and bring them unto me. He's about to do a miracle, or a sign to the end of time, after his entering in Jerusalem, my brother and sister, is special. When Messiah returned back in the great tribulation of Jerusalem, hallelujah, the Bible says all eyes will see him, and they will mourn. They will immediately notice, notice that he was the one they crucified, and they're going to cry like babies, hallelujah, because they're going to cry out for mercy. Because how many people have criticized the cross? I criticize Christians for teaching about Jesus. But when they see him in his second coming in the cloud, all eyes will see him. brother insisted. I believe that when their eyes will see them, it's because God has prepared them to see him. Hallelujah. When Jesus returns in his second coming, the people that are on the earth will be broken enough, okay, will be will be will find themselves in so much trouble in the great tribulation beaten and abused so much my brother and sister like the children of israel in babylon when they came back to jerusalem they were beaten they've been abused my brother and sister they they were practically at the worst state anyone can be when they finally got out out of there Remember who said to them that they will be there 70 years? God did. When they finally came back to, the, to Jerusalem, they're broken, battered. But when they come back, they come Messiah. Bible is to set them free. He came to set the captive free. Wack captive. What activity. What activity. They've been captive for 70 years in Babylon. They come back to the land. And God said he will raise John the Baptist who will come before him to prepare the way of the Lord. John prepared the way of the Lord by baptizing them. And some, uh, most of the people that rejected John the Baptist from, who did not believe in his baptizing, their eye was still not open. For there come God, Messiah, Jesus, with his mercy and grace that endure forever and still reach out to the people who have rejected John received the one that received John as the Lord's messenger who were waiting for the coming of Jesus under the teaching of John. And then Jesus received those that were John's disciple as his disciples. And they began to walk with Jesus three and a half years learning the way of the Lord. John was to prepare the way of the Lord where Jesus was to learn the way of the Lord. My brother and my sister, Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Because only Jesus, hallelujah, can show us the way to serve Father. He's been, he been at the right hand of Father since the beginning. He knows Father very, very well. He is the only one that can teach us the way of God, the way of the Father. He told his disciple one time, be ye perfect like thy Father who is in heaven. My insisted, my Father demands perfection. God demands perfection from you and I. What is to be imperfect with God? To be loving, to be in forgiveness, and to never reject anyone but to receive all that will come to you because God will bring them to you. doesn't matter who. Help anyone. The Lord says to me, my son, anyone I send to you, I want you to help, he says to me. So when people come to us and say, help me, we cannot turn them away. We have to help them. Because our Father, our Father in heaven does. Whoever comes to him, he may his son come over good and evil. He give his water over good and evil. He give his food from the ground over good and evil. He doesn't reject anyone. My brother and sister, we have to have the same attitude of gratitude like God. My brother and sister. Verse 3. If any man say out unto you, you should say, the Lord hath need of them, straight away he will send them. That means that this person that when they told that the Lord were need of it, had the Holy Spirit, because you cannot call Jesus Lord unless it's by the Holy Spirit. And immediately when the disciple says the Lord had need of it, this person who had the Holy Spirit got a witness in the spirit that the Lord that we're speaking of was their God, his Lord. His Savior. Thank you, Lord. And then he released the donkey, my brother and sister. Verse 4. And all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Hallelujah. Tell ye, O daughter of Zion, behold, thy king come unto thee, meek sitting up in a donkey, having a coal, full hallelujah, Following in a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, hallelujah, and they brass the, the donkey and put them in, in their clothes and they set they him there on. Thank you, Lord. They say him there on. They carry Jesus into the dungeon, and the Lord. My brother and sister. Because Jerusalem to the Lord is so special. It's a city. This is the city of the Lord. This is the city of Messiah. This is why when he come in his second coming, all oh, I will see him and they will mourn. He was repenting. He was people bowing down and calling him Lord. Because only those who will recognize him as Lord, which will have the Holy Spirit, can receive him. My brother insisted. The rest of the people. The rest are those that have refused to bow to receive the Lord, will not be alive, will not make it to the great tribulation. My brother insisted. But only those that have confessed the Lord, that have repented, that have received the Lord in their lives, that that have the Ruach HaKadashi in them, will be able to confess him, receive him, and serve him. And when he comes, they mourn. They mourn. Hallelujah. They'll mourn. They'll cry. My brother and sister, they will know he is the one. One is because the Lord is the Holy Spirit. When he comes, he comes with all power. He comes with the manifest of the Spirit, hallelujah, in full power, which will touch every life, who God will keep alive to be saved. Because no one can be saved. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father brings them. Father is bringing them in the great tribulation to be saved, but all that are left that have been put through the fire and have made it through. If God is with you in the great tribulation, even if you're put through the fire by the Antichrist and the fallen one, the fire will not burn you, God said through Isaiah. Mm-mm. The fire will not burn you. You'll make it through if God is with you. Now, if the person is put through the fire and burns, he was not of God in the beginning. But if it makes it through the fire, he or she was of God. And that's the sign that people will get. So that's why when Messiah returned. And these people waiting for him, mourn, crying. They pay a high price, got high suffering. They reject the mark of the beast through suffering and pain and being in abuse. Difficult, but they're still alive by the grace of God. My brother, my sister. Verse 8. Every great multitude spread their garment in the way. The other cut down branches from the tree. Through them in the way, the multitude that went before, they followed crying saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is, this is a type of the second coming. The second coming, they're mourning, they're crying, but they also will rejoice for his coming. I was there. The Lord a few months ago took me to the end of the second coming. I was there. I bow, down, I bow down my head to the floor on my knees crying like a baby. All knees will bow. And the Lord in his glory broke through the cloud of this earth. Every single demon principality was bound by the angel of the Lord that was coming with him. Matthew 24 says he comes with his angel and sends it to the four corners of the earth. His power when he comes with the brightness of his coming, he's the, fifth, the antichrist. And the full prophet. He takes the full prophet and the Antichrist and throws him the lake of fire.
2: My brother insisted,
1: all evildoers gets punished right away. No escaping for them. But those that remain alive, that have gone through hell practically, are saying, they'll mourn and cry. I was there crying with them when the Lord gave me the strength to get up again. And I began to see the power of Jesus. Cleansing everything. I mean, removing all evil. Totally removing all evil. Having total dominion and power (coughs) over the wickedness. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. He is coming in the cloud, and all I will see him. My brother and sister. Verse 10. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Thank you, Lord. Notice. That this is a type of the second coming. and the second coming, Jesus is coming back. They still don't know who he is. Isn't that incredible? They still don't know who he is in his second coming. They're still wondering. Hallelujah. He came to his own, his own receiver now. Who, who is this? Type of the second coming also. Everything may not be ready, but he's going to make everything ready. He says he make all things new. This is prophetic because it's happening during this time over 2,000 years ago. But it's also pointing to the second coming. the insisted. Hallelujah. He is recognized as the king. He's recognized that the people are calling him king. Okay? His servants, his people are calling him king. And the donkey. And the multitude said, this is Jesus the prophet Nazareth of Galilee. Hallelujah. The multitude is calling him a prophet, but the few of him are calling him Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12, And Jesus went into the temple of God. Hallelujah. Notice what's in his heart, which is also in his heart for the second coming. As I tell you, this word is prophetic. Some people may not agree with me it's prophetic, but see the prophetic in the word. He comes in the second coming, where is he's heading to? He's heading to the temple. What's going to be built in his second coming, the third temple? Where is he heading to? He's going to move the movie, abomination. He talks about it in Matthew 24:15, that when you see the abomination sitting in the holy place, I said, was well, said to Daniel the prophet, let him read and understand. This is what he's talking about. Jesus went to the temple of God, cast out all who have so in the temple. Huh? What type of people are these? That Jesus coming to Jerusalem in his donkey, so you see how prophetic it is. And he began to cast out the people out of the temple. What do you think he's going to do in the second coming? When he come back and the Antichrist sitting in the temple of God, ask God, A as Paul said to the Thessalonians, my brother and sister. What do you think he's going to do? Think he's going to let them sit there and stay there? No. He's going to remove them. Cast out all those who who saw and bought in the temple, and overthrew the table and the money changer and the seed of those who saw doves. Verse 13, he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thief. Exactly. Do you think this word even changes in the second coming? His house will be used for something else. But the Lord said in his word that his house should be a house of prayer. Do you think he changed now? That his third temple will not be the same? No, it will be the same. It is the same. Exactly why he told Solomon in the first temple in 2 Chronicles 7, that when people will come to the temple, call upon his name, that he will hear them from heaven, Solomon prayed, and he will answer the prayer. And then God confirmed 2 Chronicles 7, 14. That they will come and they will humble themselves. He will heal the land. Hallelujah. He will hear the prayer, heal the land. And he will restore them and restore the land, my brothers and sisters. It's the same thing. Read it in Second Chronicles 7 and see it here in Matthew 21. It's the same. Hallelujah. Verse thirteen: The blind in the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. This is the job of the priest. People of God, servants of God, should be available for prayer for the sick. This is why when someone says, brother, me, I am sick, pray for me. or oh, I'm going through they pray for me. That's my job. That's the job of the priest. As a priest of God, we have this responsibility from the Lord. But the priest were reject this. Instead of having the house of God a prayer to pray for people, to be there for your brothers and sisters, they had it for business. A money-make opportunity, as they call it. My brother says, but the Lord says, no. He rebuked them. He cast them out. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15. And when the chief priests of Christ saw the wonderful thing that he did, the children cried out in the temple saying, Hassan is the son of David. They were sore displeased. and cause to the people that think it's all about money, the people that think it's all about prosperity, they're gonna be displeased with the way of the Lord, because God doesn't see it the way these people see it. His way is much higher than they. My brother insisted. hallelujah. Verse sixteen. He said unto them, Hear this what these they say. And Jesus said unto them, ye have never heard or read, never heard or read, out of the mouth of babe and sacking exactly thou hast perfect the praise. These people are just focused on God, Focus on Jesus. That's what baby does. Focus on the parents, learning of their parents. When you were a baby and you were being carried by your, father, by your father and your mother as a baby, you didn't know how to speak in a few months of your life. But what do you do? Your eye was fixed on your parents. Every move, everything they say, you were copying and learning from them. By the time you learn how to speak your first word, you say, mommy, daddy. Those was your first words because you were learning of them. Hallelujah. In my, hallelujah. By the time you learned to put a word together, your parent was teaching how to say, mommy, daddy, love, things like that, words like this. And by the time you learned to say those things, you learned to say them. Because your mommy, your daddy, was teaching them to you. Hallelujah. Jesus says that out of the mouths of baby and suckling, which is month's babies, thou hast preferred a praise. Because they're learning out of the mouths of their father who is in heaven. This is how we're learning anything. This is how we do anything. We learn it from God. We learn it from Jesus himself, our creator, our Lord, our God. Out of his own mouth, we are learning. Out of the word he spoke to us, we are learning like suckling. This week when Jesus carried me in his arms, with great love and care like a babe, month's baby, Jesus was carrying me in the spirit early in the morning. I marvel and I rejoice of his care and loving he was to me. We serve a loving God and a caring God. My brother, my sister, who wants us to learn of him who is humble and meek of heart. Learn of his word that came out of his mouth. Don't seek to imitate men. Don't seek to imitate or to do what they do. But look at Jesus. Look at God through Christ and learn of him who is humble and meek of heart. And you will find peace for yourself. A lot of people are worried and concerned not found no peace because they've been learning of their pastor, of the leaders in church, and that's not bringing them any peace. On the contrary, that's bringing them a lot of worry. A lot of people come to me here in the Lord's Hour. I meet them for the first time. A lot of them tell me I go to this church, I came from this church, or God let me out of the church. They come with a lot of worry, a lot of concern because they follow men who failed them. For when they thought it would be there for them, they were not there for them. And God allowed that to happen to teach you that you and I are supposed to depend on him and not on men. That you're not supposed to stand there and say, I need someone to be in prayer for me, man. Let me tell you something. The, the first one who's in prayer for you when you depend on him is Jesus. Every morning he goes to the temple of God. And the Bible says he liveth. To intercede. You want to experience something awesome and good that I learned from Jesus? When you are in trouble, when you are heartbroken, when you're going through something, ask Jesus to pray for you. The Holy Spirit will also intercede for you and pray, hallelujah, according to the will of God. Ask the Lord, hallelujah, to have His Spirit pray for you and intercede for you. Sometimes I say, Holy Spirit, Ask the Lord and the Father to send his mighty army to protect my house and my family and my children. And God send his angel. Please pray intercede, Holy Spirit. Where do I learn this? Mabel insisted. I learn from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But you need to learn, hallelujah, that the Holy Spirit can intercede for you. But Jesus was were chosen by God to intercede for us. Hebrews 7.25, Therefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost those who come unto God by him, see he has ever lived, to make intercession for them. Jesus is able. Jesus can make intercession for you and I 24 hours of day in heaven. Why? Because he's God. Because he's able. Can I do that for you? No. Can you do that for me? No. Jesus is able to intercede for us. My brother and sister, 24 hours. Hallelujah. Without any problem. Without anyone interrupting him. My brother, he's not limited. He's not limited by anything. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's not my brother and sister. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. I'm here in Romans. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Many that are less by the Spirit of God, the Son of God, you now have received the Spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the Spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, our Father. The Spirit itself, be a witness that we are the that we are hallelujah with our spirit that we are the children of God, Amen. So the spirit is in our life to help us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He be a wit- witness, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. The Spirit, verse twenty six. I want to I want to take you that to Romans eight twenty six. This is very important that I share this with you because you can ask for this and it will be given to you. Remember that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. It's the same. Paul told the church that the Lord is a Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your Spirit. Romans eight twenty 20 says, likewise, the same. The Spirit also help us in our infirmities. For we now know now what we should pray. For as we out, but the Spirit itself, make it intercession. For as we're groaning, we cannot be ordered And he that searcheth the heart, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he make it intercession for the saints according to the wealth of God. If you have not read this before, keep this in your arsenal. Write it down, Romans 8.20 and Romans 8.27, okay? These verses are powerful, And, and when I had asked the Holy Spirit to make intercession for me, intercession is prayer. Intercession prayer are very powerful, because it's you going to God like he can, the Holy Spirit can, go to God, go to the Lord, and tell the Lord and tell Father what you and I are asking for. Need and sometimes we don't know exactly what we need, but we, but when we ask the Lord to have His spirit and to see for us, okay I usually ask the Lord to have the Holy Spirit. Well, I ask the Holy Spirit, He's our friend, He sent us to help us, likewise the Spirit also help our infirmity. My brother insisted, "Thank you Lord, let me thank you Jesus. I like to uh put it through the other Bible. Hallelujah, because it helps to, to, to compare it with the other words, to help us even uh greater get a insight of what we're speaking here, my brother and sister. Roman thank you Jesus. This is this is important because a lot of people struggle and they don't know what to do or how to ask or how to pray. My brother and sister. Amen. God's ways doesn't fail. Hallelujah. Now, here's from the complete Jewish Bible. Similarly, the Spirit help us in our weakness. We don't know how to pray the, the way we should, but the Spirit itself pleads in our behalf. We're groaning too deep for words. And the one who searches the heart, which is God we know, Know exactly what the Spirit is thinking, because he's pleading for, for God's people according to the, the God's will. Keep this in your arsenal, please. This is important, because a lot of people don't know this type of intercession, and that we have the Lord, we have the Holy Spirit of God, who can make intercession for us. I mentioned this a few years ago. You know what some people thought it was? False teaching. I was stunned of this. When I shared this, some people thought it was false teaching. And it's in the word of God. My brother and sister. You hear Peter in the book of Acts in the church talking with the Holy Spirit. When the Lord gave uh, Peter the vision of the, of the, of the, of the all kinds of animals, and he said, kill and eat. Peter said he had never ate such a thing. Uh, then the Holy Spirit told him that two men was coming to take them. My brother and sister, they had this communion and union, communication with the Holy Spirit. And it was not something that it was false teaching. Who taught the disciples to have this relationship with the Holy Spirit? Jesus did. He taught them this. My brother and sister. So why did church in the last day think it's false teaching? Let me tell you why. Because they've been being led by men who doesn't have this communion in union with the Holy Spirit, with God. And every they hear without checking with God, think it's false teaching. If you think it's false teaching, it's not in the Word. If it's false teaching, it's not in the Word. But if it's right teaching, it's in the Word. And this is right teaching. This is not false teaching, because it's in the Word, and it's in Romans 8, 27. And there are other verses that can be added to this. But just to teach you this, Jesus himself said that the Spirit, in in John 15 and John 16, that the Spirit will lead us to all truth. He was talking about us having a relationship with the Holy Spirit of God in our life, and where he will lead us to all truth. So how can you be led wrong by the Holy Spirit? Like many are teaching in the last days. All those people that are always talking about being led by the Spirit, be careful. And this is why I warned the people years ago that they can blaspheme the Holy Spirit with the way they're speaking and teaching. No, if I say the word, it's true, brother and sister. Similarly, the Spirit will help us in our witness. The Word of God says, "Here's the Word of God." Now, in the same time, the Spirit also help us in our witness. When is this time that the Spirit will help us in our witness? Well, let me tell you an occasion. I was so sick. One time in bed I got this flu and it was way before COVID-19. I was so sick like a dog, we say. I could hardly move my my bones. Everything in me hurt severely. I mean, even just laying in bed not being able to move hurt, but I was better off not moving. And I needed to do my prayer with God, with the Lord. And I remember that I was so much in pain. The presence of the Lord was for me very strong in this time, in my witness. And this is when I remember this, that he will help us in our witness. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Let me, thank you, Lord. Let me get a, a copy of this. The same, the Spirit will help us in our weakness, for we don't know how to pray. At that very moment, I had a hard time A word coming out of my mouth. Imagine me in such a pain picking up the phone and calling brothers and sisters to, to, to pray for me. Most of my brothers and sisters got jobs or other responsibilities. If I pick up the phone to have brothers and sisters who are probably working, taking care of their children, traveling to other stale or country, to try to get a hold of them to pray for me. I probably would have been disappointed and say, man, they say they love me, but they don't love me because I cannot even get a hold of them. You know, I would have gotten mad at people, which that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people get mad at people because when they really need them to pray for them, they cannot get a hold of them, but they forget that other people got their own life going on. And the people, they forget that people cars break down also. Or plane breaks down and stuff happens to people every day. Christian, good and bad people. Bad things happen to them. Imagine you're going to travel to another country. Something happened to the plane it's down. And you're waiting until they resolve it for hours. And at that very moment when you're not supposed to use your phone, they're calling you to pray because they having an emergency. You know? This happens all the time. Or your car breaks down in the highway, you cannot get a signal on your phone. And you got brothers and sisters trying to get a hold of me to pray for them. When I'm not able to even get a phone call. And I'm in a situation where my, my, my tires are blown and I need to fix my car. I cannot even call a mechanic or anything. And I got people depending on me to pray for the life of being saved. You see that the way man wants people to serve God It is an impossible Christianity life that they have presented to the church in the last days, But the way the Lord has presented to us is perfect, and it makes everything much easier for us. And this is the gospel that I'm presenting to you. I'm presenting to you the gospel of Jesus, the gospel of him making himself through the Holy Spirit available for us 24 hours, that we can call on him at any hour of the day. And he is available for us. This is the gospel of Jesus. My brother, this is the true gospel of Jesus. The other gospel they present to you was the pastor say, hey, I'm here for you. Call me anytime, 24 hours, and I will help you. When you try to get a hold of the pastor, like that man, his pastor had a vacation planned to Hawaii. And the weather in Hawaii that week was terrible. The pastor was there, no communication power Outages everywhere in Hawaii My brother and sister Brother Michael has traveled to Hawaii He's from Hawaii He knows what I'm talking about They get really bad weather in Hawaii Especially when a storm is coming Knocks down power and all that My brother and sister, This pastor was there Okay, He was stuck there for weeks And could not get a fly out of Hawaii Because those flights were canceled And this man's son is dying sick and he calls the, the elder of the church and said, where's the pastor? He said he's available for us, 24 hours. I need to pray for my son. My son is sick dying. And I know if my pastor pray, he'll be healed. And Because he had done it before. But not this time. Not this time. And he cannot get a hold of the pastor. The elder cannot get a hold of the pastor neither. They're calling Hawaii. They're calling his cell phone. They're trying to get a hold of the pastor. His son ended up dying. The man got so mad. The pastor come from vacation. The man is not, he said, I'm not going to that church anymore. I don't want to talk to that hypocrite pastor anymore. Look what he did. My son died. He was not there to try to get a hold of him. He didn't even dare to pick up the phone in his vacation to pray for my son. My son died. Okay? And he didn't even pray. <clears throat> to make the story long and short, the pastor got a hold of the man. And the man said to the pastor, I don't want to speak to you. He said, May, may, may you tell me why? Because I, I, my son was sick, dying, and you didn't even pray for my son. And he says, why didn't you ask the elder of the church? No, no, no. You're the one that told us that when we needed you 24 hours, you will be there for us. He trusted on this pastor and this man who failed him. My brother insisted. But he is, he is what God teaches us in his word. In Romans eight twenty-six. if you find yourself in the same situation over this man, At the same time, the Spirit also helps us in our witness because we don't know how to pray. When you find yourself in a situation when someone is sick and dying, at that very moment, you forget all the Bible. And it's hard for you to even think if your son, your daughter is dying or you find yourself sick, dying or in a car accident or something, you don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. That very moment, very hour, you don't know what to say. But if you begin to intercede now, for the Holy Spirit to help you, my brother and sister, which is his job, Jesus said. Okay? The same time, the Spirit. What same time is that? It's the same time when you need him. It is the time when you're desperate. You don't know how to pray. You don't know who to ask help for you cannot get a hold of your pastor, your brother, your sister, because they're busy with their lives, because Jesus said every day brings is on it's normal. It's okay. God's not going to condemn them for that. They, we don't have control of the weather. We don't have control of our cell phone. We don't have control of our car. God is the one in control, and God allowed these things to test us. People are not supposed to be dependent on men. People are supposed to be dependent on God. If you are dependent on men... For your urgency is idolatry. And you need to repent of the sin. Supposed to depend on the Lord. Yes, we are commanded to pray for one another. And we do. But we are not supposed to be dependent on men. At the same time, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. Those are the moments of weakness. When we need an urgency. An emergency. When we have an emergency, it's the moment of weakness in our lives and we have plenty of those can i get a witness of that we have plenty of those because we don't know how to pray sometimes we don't know how to pray also because we don't have the full information of the situation do you think god has the full information of the situation of course he does that's why he gave us the spirit which is the third person of the of the trinity who also know the situation very well. And when you depend on God to help you, the Holy Spirit knows how to pray for you at that very moment. For what we need, but the Spirit interceded, along in our growing. Let me tell you what happened. I began to pray. I began to ask the Spirit for help. The Holy Spirit began to pray through me. And pray. He got hold of my tongue. He got hold of my spirit. He had hold of me and began to pray to God in such a powerful, powerful, supernatural way. I had never, that I can remember, and Lord forgive me for this, pray in this level of prayer. If I did it another occasion, it was for another different situation. But in this situation that I was so sick in bed, I could hardly move. He began to intercede for me. My brother insisted. The only thing I will tell you is this. By the next day, I was like a new man. I was healed. I was healthy. I was walking around with no pain. Doing this, doing that. I felt so good. When the Holy Spirit interceded for me, the power of God came over my life. It was, I was like a new man the next day. That nobody told me. That all came from the Lord. It was a teaching and a learning from God that I'm sharing with you tonight that I experienced from the Lord. He's my rabbi. He's my Lord. He's my teacher. Everything I know comes from him. My brothers and sisters, his way are higher than our way. And believe me, I felt so good the next day. I felt so new, so renewed. My strength came back. How he prayed, every word, I don't know what he prayed for. Like the Bible says, we don't know what to pray for. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for your spirit. Thank you, Father, for your spirit. Hallelujah. But the spirit enter the along with groans that cannot be expressed in word. It's exactly what happened to me. He began to pray in his language, his spirit language, with groaning intercession. He knew exactly what to ask the Father and the Son at that very moment. Mabel insisted. The one who searches the heart, Father knew exactly what the spirit was interceding for. He knew exactly what he was groaning about. Searches the heart, knows what the spirit has in mind. He knows what, Father knows exactly what the Spirit has in mind. My brother and sister. And believe me, he's holy. He's pure. His prayer goes straight to the throne of Father. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit intercedes for God's people the way God wants him to. Notice how Father wants certain prayer to come to his throne. The Holy Spirit knows exactly how to intercede for us in that moment of weakness that you and I have in this life where we are now. He did this for me. He interceded for me in such a way. And when you do that, when you ask him to intercede for you, my brother and sister, I, I, I love it. Sometimes he, he let me know when I ask him to intercede, okay. And he began to, and, and he confirmed to my spirit what he's doing. Because I'm used to it already, and I love it. I love it. And now I will have to go around calling my brothers and sisters every day. Could you please pray for me? Can you please? Look, I'm going through this. It's so hard. It's so difficult. I really need you to pray for me. And also, let me tell you this, because I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying tonight. I thank each of my brothers and sisters in the Lord, who for years have been praying for me, Brother Michael, Sister Colleen, everyone at home who's listening, I thank you a million things for your prayer, your support. I thank God for each and one of you. Lord, thank you for each of my brothers and sisters who pray and intercede for me, Brother Bank each and one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Brother Vari, each and one of you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Brother Miguel, Arlene, Sister Luna, Jesus, my rock the Lord's servant, Wendy, thank each and one of you for your prayer. Your prayer is mighty in the Lord. I know this. Brother Miguel, thank you each one of you for your prayer because it helps us so much. Thank you very much. But please depend on the Lord to help you. Learn to depend on him. Shalom, Brother Miguel, who is humble and meek of heart, and you will find peace for your soul. Jesus is never wrong. He's always right. He's at the right hand of Father. Remember, the Spirit will intercede for you, and he will intercede according to your needs, according to the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. He will never fail you, never forsaken you. The Lord will never do. He said he will be with us all the days of our lives. This is the awesome thing. He's always there for us. Thank you, Lord. So tell the people of Zion, your king is coming to you. He's gentle, riding on a donkey, on a coal, a young pack of animal. The disciples did as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey, the coal, and put the coal on them for Jesus to sit on. Most of the people spread their coats on the road. The other cut branches from the trees spread it on the road. The crowd went ahead of him and follow him with shouting, Hosanna to the King, son of David, blessed is the one who come in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus came to Jerusalem, the whole city was in uproar. People were asking, who is this? The crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus Nazareth of Galilee. This will have to be told to the rabbi in the second coming of Jesus. Who is this coming in the cloud with such a great power? They said, Jesus at the desperate. The Christian was saying in Israel and around the world. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. So what was the first job of Jesus when he came to Jerusalem? Over 2,000 years ago. He comes to the temple. Jesus went into the temple courtyard. Threw everyone who was buying and selling there. And overturned the money changers table. And the share and those that sold pigeons who told them the scripture and said, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a gathering of place of thief. This is going to happen again, but this time it's much worse than when he came 2,000 years ago in the second coming, because the Antichrist is going to be standing in the temple of God as God when Jesus returned in the second coming. Amen, but he's going to throw them out too as he did in the first time. So verse 1, the blind man the lame came to him in the temple courtyard and healed them. He did the job of the priest. So he's also will do the job of the priest. Verse 15. And when the chief priest and the expert in Moses, teaching saw the amazing miracle performed in the children, shouting in the temple courtyard, Hosanna, the son of David, were erotic, were angry, and said to them, "We hear what these children are saying. Jesus replied, yes, I do. Have you never read that from the mouth of little children and infant you have created praise. Let them they went out of the city to Bethany and spent the night there. How Jesus cured the, the fig tree. In the morning Jesus returned to the city and became angry when he saw that the fig tree by the roar. Roar went out to the tree and found nothing in the but leaves. And said to the tree, may the fruit never grow on you again, once the fig tree uh, dry up. What does this mean? Well, the fig tree of Israel, prophetically. The fig tree of Israel prophetically. And he's going to come to them again. And he's going to find no fruit. Not and sister. Because by this time, there should be no idolatry by the second coming. But Paul said to the Thessalonians that the men of sin, the Antichrist, was sitting in the temple, in the temple of God, as God. That means that when Jesus returned, he finds the abomination, Matthew 24, 15, sitting in the holy place, my brother and sister, again, again. This is the temple of God. It's the temple of Messiah. In the, in the first coming, he overthrew the money changer, abomination. In the second coming, it's even worse. The Antichrist is sitting there when he returns. He's going to have to overthrow him too, my brother and sister, and find no fruit on the rabbis because they need to be repentant. They need to be receiving Jesus as the Lord and being converted from Orthodox Jews to Messianic Jews. Millions has, but not everyone are going to. There's been riots all this past week in Israel. My brother says, I'm sure some of you have heard the news. Hallelujah! Because there are many believers that what's going on in Israel with the government disagree totally. If they are not calling upon the name of the Lord in which they can be safe, they'll be doing something else that is not pleasing unto God. My brother insisted, Jesus is gonna fix this problem when He come back in His second coming. He knows that when his second coming is, like in the first, they're not going to be doing righteous. He said it in Matthew 24 prophetically, that you will see the abomination of desolation sitting in the holy place, setting in the third temple, as it was said through Daniel the prophet. We are studying on Tuesday night the book of Daniel. And we already read it in Daniel 7, I believe in Daniel 9, going to Daniel 10. We're going to read you the abomination that Jesus said in Matthew twenty-four, fifteen, of the desolation setting in the holy place, in the temple, in Jerusalem. Study this even more. We're going to share more information about this on Monday. On Tuesday, I'm sorry, don't miss the live Bible study, God willing, if the righteous have not happened yet. And join us. Join us. Please learn, learn, learn of him who is humble and me. Learn of his ways. My brother and sister. Because when you learn of the Lord's ways, hallelujah, you will learn out of the pure way, the truth that many people are not learning of, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. In the last days which is very dangerous, I see a lot of people learning, but they are not learning of the Lord. They're not learning of the Lord makes it very dangerous in the last days. And that's why a lot of people are finding it so difficult to be a Christian in the last days. Because in order for you to be a Christian to serve God, you've got to be humble and meek like Jesus. You have to be willing to forgive, forget, my brother and sister, and that will be almost impossible without the Lord's help. We need the Lord's help every day. My brother and sister, to be able to forgive other people and be deal, and deal with all the mess that are going on on this earth. Hallelujah. My brother insisted, there is a lot of things going on on this earth, and we need the Lord to help us to overcome them. Jesus said that he already overcome the world. My brother insisted. And, and that we, he can make us more than overcoming him. A lot of people, they can things that they can come and overcome on their own strength. And let me tell you, that is impossible. And a lot of people are trying to do that that is impossible with their own strength. And with your own strength, is not possible. It's only possible with the strength of the Lord. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. And this is why he's calling us to humble ourselves to him, to call upon his name in which we can be saved. My brothers, call upon the name of Jesus, which means salvation, and you will be saved from this perverse generation. My brothers and sister, it's very important that we understand the days that we're living and that Jesus already overcome the world, that in, only in him we can come more than an overcomer. Be careful who you are trusting, because you should be trusting the Lord only. Courage is the man, Jesus said. The Bible says that trust in another man. Courage is the man who trusts in king, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Because it will not go well with them that trust in man, the and King, Commander, in Chief President today, my brother and sister, they are trusting in them that are willing to sell them for money, for gain. My brother and sister, the Lord will never do so. On the contrary, he didn't sell you. He purchased you and I with his own life, in his own blood on the cross in order to give us the opportunity to come to Christ, to come to God, and be sons and daughters to God. My brother and sister, he purchased us. But the world, the Antichrist, wants to sell us off. Jesus wants to purchase us for a price, the price being his own life, his own blood. My brother and sister, this is why he doesn't want us to trust in men. Because if you trust in men, The man that you will put your trust in, the woman, will sell you off for a game, for a price. My brother and sister, what the Lord will never do that. The Lord will never sell you, but he will always be willing to purchase you and I. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray tonight for each of my brothers and sisters and friends that are struggling, Lord, tonight that are going into trouble and tribulation, difficult time, Lord, pain and suffering, Lord, abandonment, Lord, rejection, Lord, and temptation, weakness, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you went to see for us before God, Lord, help us, Lord, pray for us, intercede to see for us, help us to be more than an overcomer, Lord. Give us your strength, give us your wisdom, give us your knowledge, O oh Lord. Help us, in Jesus' name we pray, to overcome anything that the world throws at us, the Lord, that the world brings against us, rise against us, Lord. Help us to overcome it every day, Lord, every single temptation of the enemy, Lord. Help us to overcome it, Lord Jesus, in your name we pray, that without you, John 15, 4 and 5, there's nothing you told your disciples that ye can do lord help us to understand to know you to understand that without you lord we can do nothing lord we will fall on our faces we will fall on the floor crying like babes lord seeking for solution to our problem or our situation lord lord we ask that we will learn to depend on you lord that you will help us to be holy to be righteous to be pure to keep thy commandment, Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord, in our daily struggle, in our daily trouble, Lord. Every day, says your word brings on trouble, help us, Jesus, every day to overcome them, Lord. In your mighty name, Lord, help us with these technology today that are so bad, Lord. Help us to have good technology, Lord. Help us, Lord. You know how our internet breaks down, our computer breaks down, everything is giving us trouble, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us to deal with these things, Lord. To have the wisdom and knowledge to deal with them, Lord. In your name, mighty Lord, help us, mighty Lord, to deal with this life and its own trouble that are coming against us, Lord, every single day. Heal us from our sickness. Heal us from our diseases, Lord. Heal us from the headache, the migraine, Lord. The psychological and emotional pain. Heal us, Lord. Every single day, mighty Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help my brothers and sisters, Lord. Hallelujah. Provider. Be our provider, Lord. Provide the job, Lord. Provide the work. Provide the strength, the energy, Lord. The emotion positive, Lord, attitude. That we need every day in our life, Lord, to overcome anything, Lord. That we have to deal with, endure with, Lord. Help us to endure with our patience. We will win your soul, your word says, Lord. Help us to be patient of you, Lord. Mighty Lord. Help us to be ready for your coming, Lord. That we follow your fire, the trumpet sound, Lord. We are ready. Lord, with your spirit in our lives, Lord, help us, Lord, to still have the Holy Spirit when you return, Lord, to still have your presence for our lamb to still be full of oil when when you return for your church, Jesus. When you return for your bride, Lord, help us to be filled with oil, Lord, that our lamb will be ready, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we pray in your name, Lord, to overcome, Lord, anything Hallelujah, in everything, Lord, that the enemy will throw against us, Lord. Mighty Jesus, every temptation, every difficult moment, mighty Lord, anything, Lord, help us to overcome it. Help us to stay strong, Lord Jesus, in your name. God bless each and one of my brothers and sisters. Listen to the last audio. I'll be back uh, uh, Tuesday night. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the
2: Lord. We got Psalm 20. Six, Hallelujah. Now this is that I know the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answered him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Praise the Lord Hallelujah. Psalm sixty eight thirty-three. To him who rides across the higher heaven, the ancient heaven, who who thunder with mighty voice, praise the Lord, Hallelujah. hallelujah. Psalm 89.6 For who in the sky above can compare with the Lord? Who is like the Lord among the heavenly beings? Hallelujah. Psalm 139a If I go up, hallelujah, to the heaven, you are there. And if I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made the heaven and earth. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise. So then you got um, John one thirty two. John test testifying, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of the heaven, and he remained upon him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He saw it happen. Hallelujah. A lot of people have seen things. Hallelujah. And, and other people question them. Hallelujah. And they say, ah, you know, no, 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 no. Signs and revelation, like Joel chapter 2 says, hallelujah. Signs and wonder, what we shown, hallelujah. Let me, let me read you the, what happened to Jacob, hallelujah, in Genesis 20, 28. Hallelujah. Jacob left Bathsheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the, for the night because he, the sun had set. Taking one of the stone there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth where the top to reach into the heaven, and the angels of God were descending and it, were ascending and descending on it there above. Hallelujah stood the Lord and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac, Isaac, I will give you in your descendant the land on which you are lain. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the people of the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Hallelujah. I am with you, and I will watch over you whenever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord promised this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, to Jacob, hallelujah, that he will be with him, hallelujah. But you see how it happens. Jacob was sleeping when he got this revelation from the Lord. He was asleep, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And the Lord spoke to him, hallelujah. The Lord, hallelujah, showed him this vision. Uh, hear what Jacob said after he woke up, hallelujah. Verse 16, when Jacob woke from the, from his sleep, he, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the true gate of heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jerusalem is the true gate of heaven. Hallelujah. We all know that. There's so much prayer going in Jerusalem right now, going up in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we see, hallelujah, how Jacob had that dream. Some people take dream for granted. We should not be taking green for granted, because they're coming from the Lord. Especially in dreams, when you hear the voice of God, hallelujah. Some people have written to me an email saying, Brother Elvie, um, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I had this dream where the Lord said this to me, very clear, hallelujah, boom, boom, boom. And they they say it to me, and I'm like, um, and then they want me to confirm it to them. And I said, I mean, I'm thinking when I'm reading this email, the Lord Jesus Christ is telling you this in the email. And you know him, you have no doubt is the Lord telling you this, hallelujah. And you want me to confirm it to you? What do you need a confirmation for? If the Lord Jesus Christ is telling you this himself, hallelujah. We just need to obey the Lord, listen to what he's telling us, hallelujah. John 1, says, And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God standing and descending on the Son of Man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So a lot of people are also having heavenly visitation from angels. Hallelujah. Angels are visiting people and speaking to them. Hallelujah. And the Lord, you know, said it right there in John 1.5. That people will see the heaven open. Hallelujah. An angel coming down. This word was not only to, to the disciple. We're also disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we just have to believe the word of God. Hallelujah. We just, when we hear it, we have to believe it by faith. Hallelujah. The just hallelujah Habakkuk says will live by faith hallelujah um john three twelve if I told you earthly things and you did not believe, how would you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Let me tell you, it's easier for people to believe the things down here, hallelujah than the thing in heaven. that's why it's so hard for me to be telling people all the revelation the Lord you know has shown me or given me, hallelujah, because it's just, we people find it difficult to believe them hallelujah. But you just gotta exercise your faith. Hallelujah. John three thirteen. No one had descended into heaven but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord just started all this. Hallelujah. It's all coming from Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John three twenty seven. John, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless he has given him. It has been given. Hallelujah to him from heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, that was John the Baptist, hallelujah, hallelujah. and another word, hallelujah, uh, we cannot give nothing unless we receive it from heaven. Uh, everything I'm giving, um, I receive it from heaven, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know this, this, is, this, this is a blessing to God's people, hallelujah, because we're receiving from God, hallelujah, and we're giving what God has given to us, praise the Lord, hallelujah. John 3, 331, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is from the earth and speak of the earth. He who comes from heaven is, is, hallelujah, is above all. So Jesus Christ was talking about himself here, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then he says in John 6, 31, Our Father ate the manna in the wilderness, and it is written, He gave them bread, hallelujah, out of heaven to eat. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. The Lord can supply. Whatever you need from heaven, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I have testimony from a brother in New York, hallelujah, who the Lord provides bread to him when he's hungry. When he's hungry, he pray, he prays, he puts a, a, an empty plate on the table, hallelujah. And the Lord does a miracle and supplies him bread, hallelujah. It's, it's, it's so powerful what our God can do. Everything is possible, Jesus says, to those that believe. This is why it's so important to believe, hallelujah. It's very important that we are a society our faith, hallelujah. Because you know, he said everything is possible to those that believe because everything is possible with God. Hallelujah. God can make everything possible. Hallelujah. John six thirty two, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly I say it to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread out of heaven. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, when you get some, when someone gives you something a word, hallelujah, a word of encouragement, hallelujah. Make sure you thank God for it, hallelujah. Because it's God giving it to you, it's not me, Hallelujah. It's coming from heaven. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. John six thirty three, for the bread of God is that which is that which that comes down out of heaven and gives you life and gives life to the world. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Jesus Christ himself is giving you this. Remember that. Praise Jesus and giving glory, hallelujah. Because all glory belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father has made it very clear; it's all about His Son. Hallelujah! If you read John 17, when the Lord, uh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, gave glory to the Father, but the, the, He said clearly, the Father glorifies the Son. Hallelujah! So we need to understand that all glory belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! This is this is not Hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is not about us This is not about men This is not about any individual down here This is all about Jesus, hallelujah Praise the Lord, hallelujah Even Jesus gave glory to the Father John 6, 38 For I have come down from heaven Not to do my own will But the will of him who sent me Hallelujah He gave glory to the Father So we need to give glory to Jesus, hallelujah Praise the Lord, hallelujah It's very important people of God Praise the Lord, hallelujah Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. John 6:50, There is bread which comes down out of heaven so that, that ye may eat and not die, hallelujah. The word of God is the true bread of heaven, hallelujah. That when we eat, when we take that, that, that bread, hallelujah, that came down from heaven, we will live, we will not die, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. That's the bread that came out of heaven, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. John 17, 1, hallelujah, which I mentioned before. Jesus spoke this thing, lifting up his eyes to heaven. And he said, Father, the hour has come, glorify your Son, that does not may glorify you. Give the glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Give the glory to you. Act 1, 2, until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he has had by the Holy Spirit given order to the apostle whom he has chosen, do not take for granted the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. If He leads you to do something, hallelujah. remember it's coming from heaven. Hallelujah. It's coming from heaven. It's coming from God through His Holy Spirit to glorify Him. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will glorify me, Jesus says. Hallelujah. Said in John 16. It's very important that we understand these things. Hallelujah. Everything is to glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. And Act 1:11 said, and also said, men, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking unto the sky? The angel, this angel was speaking to the disciple, this Jesus who has been taken up from you unto heaven will come in just the same way he as you have watched him go back into heaven, go into heaven, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The angel, Hallelujah, was like rebuking the disciple, like. Why are so why are you so astonished to see the Lord going up to heaven hallelujah? I mean it was clearly he came down from heaven hallelujah to be with you, hallelujah. they still had doubt you know walking with with the Almighty, walking with Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah and they still had their doubt they still were doubting that that well, everything that Jesus was telling them, hallelujah. They were there standing there just looking at the Lord going up, you know, into the cloud, flying up like Superman. Hallelujah! He was flying up very slowly because they were they are standing there seeing seeing the Lord going up. Hallelujah! They, I know they haven't they never seen anything like this happen before in their life. Hallelujah! But let me tell you, everything that the Lord was telling them came from God. He came from God. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. And, and and for those three years and a half that the Lord was teaching his disciples everything about heaven, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. They they would still have doubt. You know, so the Lord sent his angel, Hallelujah, before he ascended back into heaven, Hallelujah, to confirm to them that everything he had told them came from heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They saw him going into heaven, and they're like the same way you saw him going, he's coming back, hallelujah. His words are true. What he told you is true. They meant by this. Hallelujah. That's all they were telling the disciple, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Because see, like Thomas walked with the Lord for, for three and a half years. Hallelujah. And when they, when the Mary Magdalene and the other Mary told Thomas and the disciple told Thomas, hallelujah, we seen the Lord. We seen the Lord. Thomas was full of doubt and unbelief. And that's how many people are in this day, hallelujah. Full of doubt and unbelief, hallelujah. They, 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 You know, you tell them things about heaven, hallelujah, which heaven is mentioned all throughout the Bible from the first chapter of Genesis, when the Bible says he created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 2, 1. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Jesus Christ, according to John 1, 1, created all things by him, John 1, uh, John 1, by him all things were created. Jesus Christ created everything. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Um, Acts two thirty four For I was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand. Where is Jesus right now? Sitting at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. That's what he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Acts 3.21. Whom who heaven had received unto the period of restoration of all things about which God has spoke by the mouth of his holy prophet from ancient time. Hallelujah. God spoke all those words through those prophets. And each one of these words are true. They are true word of God. Hallelujah. He promised them, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, God is good. Hallelujah, God is good, hallelujah. Act four twenty four. And when they heard this, they lifted their voice to God. Hallelujah. With one accord and said, O oh Lord, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. Hallelujah. And we know that when after they did a prayer, the whole place where they were tremble. It was it was shaken, hallelujah, by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, God Almighty in spirit, hallelujah. And they were they had the confirmation right there after that happens. That God was walking with them. That they were not doing all this thing by themselves. Hallelujah. That the Almighty through His Holy Spirit, the promise that Jesus came on, hallelujah, that he will go to the Father, Hallelujah, but he told them, Hallelujah, he will ask the Father, hallelujah, to send his Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And he told him, it's better for me to leave, hallelujah. So the consul may come, the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. The promise of heaven among us, hallelujah. A lot, many people have taken for granted the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And they don't, they don't understand, hallelujah, how important it is to be walking with the Holy Spirit in this last day, hallelujah. I'm going to be speaking next week about the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, the 10 virgins, the parable of the 10 virgins. And I'm going to explain by the word of God how important it is to walk with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because the five foolish virgins took the Holy Spirit for granted, hallelujah. And when they got up, they had no Holy Spirit in their lives. The Holy Spirit have walked away, hallelujah. And we're going to go on details about this, hallelujah, how important it is to walk with the Holy Spirit of God, to have daily communion with the Holy Spirit, daily prayer, and acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to be asking God every day to fill us with His Holy Spirit. We need the presence of the Holy Spirit on this day. He is called a Comforter. You need to be comforted by the Holy Spirit. There is so much evil, so much wickedness happening up there in the world that we need the comforting of the Holy Spirit who was who sent from heaven to us. Hallelujah. Acts 7:42 says, But God turned away and delivered them up to serve the host of heaven. It is written in the book of the prophet. Hallelujah. It was not to me that you offered a victim and sacrifice for 40 years in the wilderness for the house of Israel. Hallelujah. Confirmation for what happened. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Acts 7.49. Heaven is my throne, the Lord said. And earth is my footstool and my feet. What kind of house will you build for me? Hallelujah. Say the Lord. Or oh, what place is there for me for me to repose? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Acts 7.55. By the full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed instantly into heaven and saw the glory of God. This, hallelujah, was one of the disciples when one of the disciples was being killed, hallelujah, he saw Jesus standing on the right hand of God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. This is very important, people of God, that we stay connected to to the Lord through His Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is very important, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Uh, Romans 118, hallelujah. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what the, This is why the wrath of God is coming down to the earth. Hallelujah. It's coming down and we see the signs up there. All these earthquakes and different places. Hallelujah. And tsunami in different places. All these things are signs of what's coming. They're signs. Hallelujah. That the wrath of God is about to come down on the earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah! The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians fourteen, I mean fifteen forty, was was try, was explaining to the to the Corinthians. Hallelujah! He says there that they are also heavenly body and earthly body, but the glory of the heavenly is one, and the glory of the earthly is another. Hallelujah! It you know. When you get into this deep um, conversation with the people, they, they, they tend not to, to find it very hard for them to understand. Hallelujah. But there's a difference between the, 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 the heavenly redeemed body that there is in that heaven. Hallelujah. And the heavenly redeemed body that we have down here. It's, we've got to remember that the Bible says, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. This body will have to be transformed. The Bible said, hallelujah, the Apostle Paul explained to the Corinthians, it has to be transformed into the heavenly body, hallelujah. It will be changed. That, I mean, I, I might, I'm probably saying it not correctly, hallelujah, hallelujah, but we will not have this flesh and blood. We will have a heavenly body sooner we enter heaven, hallelujah. I see the Redeemer in the heavenly body, and it looks very different from this body, hallelujah. Of course, it's us, but with a heavenly body, it's the same people, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He tells the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 14.47, the first man is from the earth. Hallelujah. Paul says, hallelujah. Early. But the second man is from heaven. they talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. He came from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15, he continues saying, this is the early. So also are those who are earthly. And it, as it is heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly, hallelujah. He's, he's trying to explain to them the difference of the heavenly body and the earthly body, hallelujah, that many people get confused. I sing holy, holy redeem, that I come down, hallelujah, in my out-of-body experience just to give, me a, to give me a message from the Lord, hallelujah. And I have spoken to them, and I've been amazed just looking at them and how, how 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 greatly how, how nicely is the heavenly body? How different it is from our body. It's a glorified body. It's a beautiful body, and we're all gonna have this body. All the people that are going up in the rapture, when they enter the heaven, pl- the heavenly places, their body will be changed. In the air, the Bible says, immediately when we enter the heavenly places, we will have this new body. Which it's all is going to happen in a blink of an eye the Bible says hallelujah, praise the Lord hallelujah praise the Lord hallelujah praise. then uh, the apostle Paul keeps on saying just as well as we have borne the image of the earthly, we will also bear the image of the heavenly praise the Lord hallelujah hallelujah you you can read First uh, uh, Corinthians 15 Hallelujah. In verse 40 and on, and, 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 and ask the Lord to give you wisdom to understand what the Apostle Paul is talking about when he's talking about the heavenly body. So you can get an idea of what I'm talking about in most of this testimony from heaven that I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 5.1, the Apostle says, For we know that if the early tent, which is our house, is turned down, we have a building from God, a house now made with hand, eternal and the heaven. I see these, these places being built. I told the people in the testimony that I seen the redeemed and the angel building this condominium for people. It looks like condominium. People, you also got to remember that I'm explaining things in my own word. Hallelujah. You know, I'm reading it for you from the Bible. So, so, so praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You 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 get an idea of what I'm talking about, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But I've seen these things, hallelujah. I've seen these things, hallelujah. Praise the Lord in heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And, and it, it, you know, I, I describe it in my own word. I've seen them, hallelujah. Building this house, hallelujah. Building this mansion, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. In heaven for the people, praise the Lord, hallelujah. So, so you know. So I'm going to read it again. I'm going to read it. For we know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our own, our house, is turned down, we have a building from God, hallelujah. So the people, if someone writing to me that their house was burning, a fire, whole family, hallelujah, and they're asking for help, we're going to try to post this on, on the webpage, hallelujah, so people can maybe help them, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But a house not made with hands, hallelujah. eternal in heaven, hallelujah. But I the, the, the hallelujah, not made by this flesh and bone hand, hallelujah. It's made by the redeemed and the Holy Angel in heaven, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Now, Second Corinthians 5, 2, this is going to help you a lot, hallelujah. For indeed, in the house we groan, longing to be clothed with our, our, our dwelling from heaven, hallelujah. We want to be close with that heavenly, hallelujah, body already. We already want to be in heaven. We are longing for this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Inside of us, each Christian that is that is going up in the rapture knows that the rapture is close. You cannot tell these people that this, this is not close, that this is the end. You cannot tell these people this. Because they will tell you, I know, I know in my spirit this is the end. I know what's close to going home. Hallelujah. Second of Corinthians 12, 12 2. And I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know. Out of the body, I do not know. God, no. Such a man was cut up to the third heaven. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is why I tell the people, third heaven, hallelujah, which is where the heavenly places is, everything is third heaven. The first level is third heaven, third level. It's for Hallelujah. It's third heaven. Hallelujah. I explained this many times to the people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this is something very important. I'm going to tell you. Hallelujah. Because many people get confused with it. Galatians 1.8. Hallelujah. But if we, or an angel from heaven, should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be a a curse. Hallelujah. If, because I have this happen to me with a girl who I used to work with, a Christian girl. Hallelujah. She had a, 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 an angel appear to her, what she called an angel of light, which Satan, the apostle Peter sir, can turn his son into an angel of light, and gave a book to her. A book, people, got, listen to this. This angel gave her a booklet, hallelujah, where I don't know how many pages, telling her that this was the right, the right gospel. Not the same gospel we have from Paul and the disciple. no. Another gospel this angel was given the sister and when I when she was telling me this, I just remember Galatians one a. I was like, Oh my goodness! This is why God had the apostle Paul talk about this. Hallelujah! This is very important because this angel told his sister, Hallelujah, that he was bringing this gospel from heaven. Hallelujah! And look what the apostle Paul says, Galatians one a. But if even if we or oh, or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you. He is to be a curse. The gospel she has was contrary to the gospel we have, hallelujah. What a curse, what an abomination, brothers and sisters. And then many, many, many of you, hallelujah, many people that are listening to me in in this radio program are probably receiving a gospel hallelujah, contrary to the gospel that we already have, hallelujah. And let me tell you, people in Miami, hallelujah, who has that that man called himself Christ in the flesh, he's he's given you a contrary gospel, a cursed gospel, contrary to the gospel that was preached by Paul and the disciple. Hallelujah. That gospel is a curse to your life. You will be cursed through that gospel if you continue to listen to that, contrary to the lie and deceive of the enemy, Remember what it says in the book of Revelation, that the enemy will deceive people in this last day. We got to be very, very, very careful, because many people are being deceived in this last day. Hallelujah. They're being deceived by Satan. Satan, by his demons and principality, are deceiving people. Hallelujah. They don't, all they, see. They, don't, they, they don't know which way is up. Hallelujah. You got to be very careful. Very careful. If they're preaching you a gospel that you don't need to pray, that is a lie from the enemy. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. There you go, heavenly places were asked, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. First level, second level, hallelujah. Ephesians, hallelujah, 110, hallelujah. Where a view to an administration suitable suitable to the fulfillment of the time, that is the summing up of all the things in Christ, things in heaven, and things in the earth, and him. You see, it's all about Jesus. Right there, Ephesians 1.10. Hallelujah. All the things in heaven and all the things on earth in Him, in Christ, in Jesus Christ. We are in Christ. Hallelujah. And Christ is in God. Imagine the protection you have, hallelujah. What mighty protection we have, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.24. Hallelujah. Which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him. Hallelujah, at his right hand in the heavenly places. Where is Christ sitting? At the right hand of the Father in the heavenly places. Hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 6, and he raised up with him and seated him, hallelujah, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Again, again and again and again. Hallelujah, praise God, talking about the heavenly places. Hallelujah. And so that uh, Ephesians three ten, so that the manifold wisdom of God, might now be made known through the church of the ruler and the authority in the heavenly places. I meant some of the authority in heaven, hallelujah. In the testimony about heaven, this last, last one that I did, hallelujah, I did not mention this, and I'm going to mention now, hallelujah. When, when the Lord took me one day, hallelujah, one night, praise the Lord, hallelujah, He took me to me, one, one of the, hallelujah, governor. Hallelujah. In these heavenly places, Hallelujah. Authority, the Bible calls it. Hallelujah. I'm a go, governor, he says he was to me. In one of the city. Hallelujah. In that first heaven, God establishing All these, established him. I'm sorry. God established all these governors. Hallelujah. And all the people, Hallelujah, go under the ruling of this governor. Hallelujah. And I I have such a privilege to meet, to meet this governor. And when I was being taken there, let me tell you this. One of the angels of the Lord, who I, who I know him, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, was speaking to me. And we were walking through these rivers in heaven on the first level. And it was so beautiful. I was looking at the water of those rivers. It was so beautiful. It was so clear. Hallelujah. What, what a wonderful, what a wonderful just to be in heaven. It will be so wonderful for us, for the church that are growing up in the rapture. When we go out with a guide, we're going to have a guide, people of God. When you get to heaven, like I had an angel guide me around because I didn't know my way around heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the people of heaven that are going up in the rapture, you're going to have an angel guide you around heaven. Hallelujah. Maybe family member also will help you. But there are angels assigned. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To guide you around heavens. Hallelujah. The different places. Let me tell you, that first level. Hallelujah, it's got to be more than a thousand times, thousand times. This is my own opinion, I'm saying now. A thousand times bigger than earth, hallelujah. Imagine a, a planet a thousand times bigger than earth. I mean, if you, if you think the earth is big, hallelujah, if you think the earth is big and you might get lost in the earth, imagine how, how much loss you're going to get in that planet, hallelujah, that we're going to in the rapture. We're going to this place in the rapture, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This place is huge, people of God. Hallelujah. And I know it because I saw it from the third heaven. I looked down to that planet. Hallelujah. And it was amazing, 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 huge, huge, huge. So I was walking with this angel. We were talking about um, the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. The angel was telling me about how the Lord called me to show me these things. Hallelujah. And it was very important that, that I share this, these things with God's people, hallelujah, which is, that's what I've been doing for almost a year and a half, hallelujah, sharing the things of heaven that God showed me and how me to tell his people, hallelujah, hallelujah. And this angel with a smile. I was looking at this angel. Angels are so beautiful, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And he was following me. How excited he was to be part of sharing this thing with me, hallelujah, up in heaven, hallelujah. And I was looking at him, and I was laughing, hallelujah, because he was smiling so much, hallelujah. He was so excited that we were sharing the, the mystery of God, hallelujah, and that God had chosen me to do this work for him down here in to share all these things with God's people. And so as I went and meet this governor and the government was sharing me to, talking to me about the things of God, hallelujah. I said to the governor God, I said to the governor, governor, you know, I'm only a, a, a simple, humble servant of God." And he looked at me and he said to me, "My brother." You don't know what gr- what a great thing is to be a servant of God. It's not a simple thing. It's not it's not something simple to be a servant of God. It's a great privilege that God has given you, Hallelujah. To to allow to give these things to you, Hallelujah. And I was looking at him like, Wow! Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, Hallelujah! We take for granted the calling that God has in our life, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even the people that get revelation from God in dreams, when God speaks to them and tells them, share this with my people, a lot of people, like I had this sister write to me, and she's been telling me, Brother, the Lord's been giving me this revelation for, 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 for many years now, and I've been afraid to share them with people because I've been thinking, what would people say if I do? And I'm, and I'm like standing in shock. I'm like, Sister, how can you do that? The Lord has been giving you these revelation from his people. How can you not share them? Because if some people will criticize you and call you a full prophet, you're not going to share them? They can call me a full prophet for seven years tribulation, revelation while they're here on earth. Hallelujah. I don't care what people say about me. The only thing I care what God says about me, not what people say. They can call me a, I mean, a full prophet day and night. Hallelujah. They can call me a full prophet in hell for eternity. I don't care. As long, that, as, long as I'm in heaven, and, uh, you know, with God and the joy of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. If they don't believe this revelation, if they don't believe God, if they don't believe that God can show this to someone, that's, the, they, that's their own problem. They have a problem with God. I don't have a problem. I'm believing God. I'm trusting God. I saw with my own eyes. My own eyes will God show me. Hallelujah. I'm not making this up, hallelujah. I was shocked. I was so shocked. I was so sorry for the sister that God's been showing her all these things for years. And she's been keeping it quiet because she's been afraid of what people might say. Oh, my goodness. We, we need to pray for God's people, hallelujah, that they have the boldness and the courage to share with, with God's people, what God is showing them, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How can you be embarrassed to share the things of God or afraid, Hallelujah! Praise God! Hallelujah! I'm not afraid! Hallelujah! I am not afraid! Thank me, Lord! Thank me, Lord! I will speak Your word, God! I will speak Your word! I don't care if they cut my head, God! I don't care if they throw me in prisons! I don't care what happens to me! Hallelujah! I don't care! I don't care! I don't care! Hallelujah! They have threatened me through email! Hallelujah! They have told me! So, they have given me so many threats! Hallelujah! From the enemy by email! Can you believe that? Hallelujah! And I'm still giving what God has given me. I'm not going to stop because the Lord has not told me to stop, hallelujah. I'm not going to be afraid of what the enemy says or what people says, hallelujah. I'm doing this for God. I know that God's people are being blessed by this, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Ephesians 3, verse 14, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, Paul says, from whom... Every family in heaven. Every family in heaven. You hear that? There are family in heaven. The Lord showed me family. I saw my family in heaven. And I see another, into this place one night. Let me tell you this. One night, hallelujah, the Lord took me up to heaven to this beautiful, beautiful park in heaven. Hallelujah. And um, praise the Lord, hallelujah, I saw these family having picnics in heaven. Hallelujah. Sitting on the grass in this beautiful park. Hallelujah. And... Um, Hallelujah, they were sharing with one another. They were so happy, hallelujah. They were sharing, hallelujah, the bread and everything, hallelujah. Heavenly bread, that must be delicious. I didn't got to eat that bread, but I'm just looking at the bread, how how clean and pure that bread Look, It looks like you are not going to get contaminated by that bread, for sure. What other contaminated we got down here on, on earth, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I walk into the park, and I'm looking at the other trees and all, how beautiful they look. And when I got to to the middle of the park, I seen all these birds, beautiful, with different color, long feathers, hallelujah, and different color feathers. And I was like, wow, what a beautiful bird. Oh, my goodness. You know, and one thing I, I was given, it was given to me, to the knowledge in my, because like I told people, all knowledge comes to you in heaven when you get to heaven, hallelujah. I knew that, um thousands of years ago we had these birds on, on earth hallelujah but they disappear they die hallelujah hallelujah but they still in heaven when you when we get to heaven and the rapture hallelujah after the after the big celebrations hallelujah because the first day that we get to heaven they got this huge party for us for the people of god that is going to go be going on in heaven hallelujah it's going to be a big celebration please don't miss this big celebration because there are gonna be many gifts given to the people of God, hallelujah. Your family member had gifts to you, hallelujah, and I'm sure the Lord has gifts for you, hallelujah. So please, please don't miss the ratchet, people of God. Don't miss it. Whatever you, whatever you do, don't miss the ratchet. Please be on constant prayer, be on constant repenting, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't miss the Rachel because it's gonna well, it's gonna be a huge celebration. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. So in this park, Hallelujah in heaven, Hallelujah i seen these beautiful birds that were flying and back and forth, they were different sizes and different colors, and the colors were amazing. Hallelujah, we might have few of them that are on earth now, hallelujah, but there were many of them that were that are not here on earth, so it's it was, it's almost impossible for me to describe them to you they're like parakeet, hallelujah, but were are long further, a lot bigger than the one we have down here because they're much healthier in heaven, hallelujah. But they are so beautiful, so beautiful. So I kept on walking in the park, hallelujah, and just looking at the beauty of God, hallelujah. And when I saw my, 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 my daughter, Emeril, uh, my my son, Joseph, and Genesis, they were sitting there in the park, hallelujah. And they're, daddy, 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 and they just came and gave me a hug. Again, I was so happy to see them again for the second time, hallelujah. What a privilege God had given me, brothers and sisters. This is a privilege, to see my kid, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And I sat down with them, and I just started hugging them and looking at them, how beautiful they look, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. How the Lord has kept my kids I'm secure, protected, hallelujah, healthy. I mean, I'm so thankful for the Lord for what He done for my kids, hallelujah. Yes, I cry. We, you know, my wife and I cry so much when we lost our kids, hallelujah. We cry. We, 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 we really did cry a lot, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But they are so well taken care in heaven, hallelujah. My grandmother, from through my father's life, is taking care of them. I share this with the people, hallelujah. I, I see my grandmother, I gave her a hug, I remember. And I'm so happy, so thankful for her taking care of my kid. She didn't have to do this, hallelujah. But she loves me so much, hallelujah. I, I'm one of her favorite grandsons, hallelujah. And for the reason being is that, my father could not have kid hallelujah my father had the same problem that i had i would say yeah he could not have kid hallelujah so him and the church hallelujah and my grandmother and my grandfather pray and pray and pray and pray to god for i don't know how long maybe years hallelujah so god will grant my 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 father a kid my mother was in church with my father too hallelujah and she was also praying for this for sure Hallelujah. I'm just sharing what my aunts, hallelujah, who's in New York. told me over the phone, hallelujah, because I was not there. I wasn't born. Hallelujah. And um, um, praise the Lord, hallelujah. God spoke to my father, to the prophet in the church, and said, I, I'm going to grant you a son. Hallelujah. And he told him what, what's going to happen and all of that. And that I was a promised son, and God was going to do great things to me. Hallelujah. So you know what my ministry is all about. It's already God spoke this word back in the, in the beginning of the uh, late sixty, early 70s, when I was not born yet. God spoke this word to this church, hallelujah, in the Dominican Republic. Praise the Lord. He gave him this promise, hallelujah, that my father, we're going to have a son. And God was going to do mighty things to this son. He was going to be a preacher of the gospel, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you, you you are being part of that accomplishment, of that prophecy coming through, hallelujah, happening, hallelujah. My father was so happy. It was a big celebration of this son, hallelujah. And when my mother became praying hallelujah, they, they were so happy. He is the son. He is the, the prophecy coming through, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when I was born, hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, they had this big celebration in the church, hallelujah. They gave my mother so much gift. Hallelujah. Because they they were part of this prophecy. They see this promise of God, Hallelujah. Coming to pass. God is so good, brothers and sisters. Whatever God told you he was gonna do, He is gonna make it come to pass. Hallelujah. Because God is a it's a God that whatever promise He gives us, He make it coming He makes it come to pass, Hallelujah. So let me let me finish reading Ephesians three, hallelujah. I love this word. This word is so powerful to me, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah! Praise the Lord, hallelujah! Praise the Lord, hallelujah! Hallelujah! For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom I ever every family in heaven, family in heaven, hallelujah, and on the earth derive His name, hallelujah, that He will grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in the inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your heart, praise the through faith. You see why faith is so important? and that you being rooted and grounded in love. We need to be rooted and grounded in love, people of God. Hallelujah. It's very important that we may love one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's, it's very important.
3: you this is uh, Larry Demers and I've got uh, John the Baptist from tribulation now on and what we're going to do is uh, start with a prayer holy Lord Jesus please bless this radio show put protection over this radio show bless everyone that is listening to this radio show and let them hear this word this word is coming from you holy Lord Jesus this word is to for your children That they know what is coming, that they start to prepare to get ready for your coming, which is imminent. Holy Lord Jesus, in your holy name, I ask you to bless this, to bless this radio program. Holy Spirit, come down with your glory, fill this radio program, fill all these listeners with your glory, Holy Spirit. Holy Father, please put a blessing on this, on this wonderful radio show. Thank Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Okay, John, I think what we what we could start talking about. And I don't know anybody that has more information about this subject that we're going to be talking about. And the Lord told me this is extremely important that his children know what's coming. Okay, there is a way to avoid this. Okay, go into repentance, do this prayer we're talking about all the time. And what what I'm going to have John start talking about first is what's going to happen between now and the tribulation. And 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 again, John is an expert. He spent years and years in research on this. Go ahead, John.
0: Yeah, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, the Heavenly Father, just dump down Your Holy Spirit, to speak through me, and witness to the people to help them find the information that they need to uh, to prepare themselves, um, to get themselves ready, to purify their hearts and minds, and they're they're just just become completely, 100% sin-free. Walking a holy life and prepared to get off this alien demon infested rock Which is going to go, it's going to spiral into hell, Father And you know it, we know it, and we want to get these people ready, Father So touch them in Jesus' name We have, amen So so what we have here, folks, is a situation (sighs) It's a very dark, 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 dark situation It's far worse than most people even begin to realize and it has been going on now for a very, very long time. Um, I started to research the New World Order, which is on ultimately on the back of the $1 bill, a long time ago. I started my research back in 1988. Um, the Lord led me to a, another Christian in 88 by the name of Ralph Epperson. Uh, now, again, in 1988 there was never a mention that I'm aware of of the actual term New World Order by any major government officials. Now, that didn't actually occur until Herbert Walker Bush made an announcement approximately uh, around about uh, 1991, as, as to the best of my recollection. But anyway, the point I'm making is that The interesting and sad part about this is that this plan, this New World Order plan, has been in place now for a very long time, arguably hundreds of years, in fact. Um, Now, so what we have here is a very sinister plan by Lucifer and his minions to ultimately slaughter the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the Jew and the, and the Gentiles that are grafted onto the olive tree—the Christians. So, what you have here is it's a very, very dark situation. As a fact, as a matter of fact, if you look on the back of your—if you—if you have a, an American one-dollar bill, and you look on the back of that one-dollar bill, to the left side, you will see a pyramid okay? and that pyramid at the very bottom portion of that pyramid and there's a lot of occult demonic symbolism all throughout the American uh, currency but this particular pyramid below it has the words Novus Orders Corum and you know without splitting hairs it basically means New World Order and that dollar bill was designed in 1935. Um, it's a long story. Uh, you can get a DVD on this if you if you feel led to study it more, entitled "The Eye of the Phoenix," and it will it lasts a couple hours. It's an excellent teaching. It's done by some Christian gentlemen, uh, published or produced by them, and and it is extremely thorough. The other thing that's important to note is that Nazi Germany was actually a practice session for what we're going to be moving into here very shortly in the United States and worldwide. So the new world order is going to be basically a type of Nazi Germany reborn. So these these uh, Satanists, these, these Luciferian... Satanists, that's what they are, they're occultists that run the governments of the world. They practice what they're going to do. And Nazi Germany was a practice session for what they're about to unleash on the world at large. Um, It's very, very dark. And you will note that in Nazi Germany they were once again slaughtering the seed or the, the Abrahamic covenant bloodline of, of, uh, of, of our Heavenly Father through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this next round, they will be slaughtering not just the Jews, the Saturday people, but they will also be slaughtering the Sunday people. So it's first the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. And this will be a very dark, dark period of time like the earth has never seen. I recommend that you read Daniel 12 because it will basically repeat what I just said. It will be a time that was more dark and more horrible than anyone could ever imagine. So not only will when this when all hell breaks loose here on this earth and when it happens it's going to be very sudden so in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 and 5 you'll notice that it basically talks and I'm going to paraphrase to save time it basically says that there's going to be a period where people are saying that there's peace and safety and then sudden destruction that sudden destruction will almost certainly manifest itself in a combination
3: punch John excuse me for a second you feel now this is the time of peace and safety in that scripture it, it, yeah, there's no question about it the there's no question about
0: it because we're on the precipice we're on we're clearly on the precipice of two major events, and that okay. is a global earthquake that is located it, it will manifest itself in multiple locations right now we have extreme shifting of the tectonic plates of the earth's crust and these um, you know there are specific prophecies that have been called out by our Father, our Father God through his prophets across the globe specifying certain locations on the earth however it indicates when you look at all the prophecies not just one or two you'll notice that it's all over the earth that these prophecies, it includes the west coast of the U.S., the east coast of the U.S., combined with tsunamis. We're talking about the, the Dominican Republic. We're talking about Argentina. and These are just God's prophecies. There are other agencies and other researchers. We have Lucifer's army. Lucifer's armies know about this forthcoming cataclysmic global earthquake. They know about it. Okay, how do you know that? Well, because there are videos. There's live film footage of major military troop movements and tanks all over the continental US. In 2001, January of 2000, I'm sorry, 2011. Last year in January, approximately a year ago, the FEMA, FEMA, the uh, the, the Federal Emergency Management Agency of the United States of America released RFIs, those are requests for information. Those are uh, precursors to major purchases by the purchasing arm of FEMA for the government of the U.S. Purchased over 7 million underwater body bags. They purchased over 7 to 14 million emergency blankets. They purchased over 7 to 14 million storable food rations and that's just what we know about from the RFI's well, what about have, all these
3: coffins John that they have I mean, how many coffins they? I mean we they got these coffins anybody, located all over the, the United co-
0: States right the fee- the coffins the coffins are are all part of the uh... master plan to slaughter mankind so if you search on